Hey, yo, what's good? What's good? What's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ The Road Podcast presented by DJ City. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got DJ Neva. Yo, what up? We have Jamie the Great. Yep. DJ D Miles is MIA right now. He's getting his ass fixed. He'll be back here <laughs> <yeah>, next week. <laughs> but uh, no, big shout out to D Miles is good. Nah, uh, he's just nah, MIA. I hope, hope he gets better. He's not. He's fine. He's just MIA right now. <laughs> I don't know, man. He just left. He was here five minutes ago. He just bounced. Nah, you're lying. <laughs> um, no, shout out to, to D Miles. <laughs> he he's fine. In place of D Miles, we got you know our fifth musketeer here. We got P Dot. Usually, P Dot usually behind the cameras. Now yep. you're in front of the cameras, so you're over here. Yeah. Uh, what's good? What's good? What's good to have you here, man. Good to have you. All right. So this is uh, we haven't had a an episode with us just kind of talking and shooting the shit in a while. No. Yeah. Uh, so there's been a lot that's been going on. Mm-hmm. I can't even keep up with all the new music that's coming out. It's like it's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's a little um, too much. So much music and yet there's nothing getting played in the club. So I love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. No. And we're still playing the same fucking songs from, from, from like year. two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, le- I wanted to talk about uh, a few things that happened and, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, we was in L.A. what, two, three weeks ago? So like about two about weeks ago. Days ago. Yeah, about two weeks ago yeah, we was, was like in LA and yeah. then we had a it was our it was a Sujit Sujit Kundu's uh, birthday bash in LA. It's, sometimes it's in New York. Mm-hmm. He's the owner of Scam Artists and uh, Never and I are part of his management mm-hmm. and shit like that. But yeah, we went to his birthday. Yeah, and we we did a road trip to LA mm-hmm. and uh, somehow Jamie got invited to the dinner. <laughs> I know, right? I so let me paint the picture. So we went to the scam offices and we're hanging out, and then you guys went somewhere else, and I ended up with Sujit in his office, and then he's like, "You were ended up alone with Sujit." Yeah, and then pause, and then no pause. <laughs> And then we were. That's uh, how we got into the dinner. Let me paint the picture. Sujit fucked the shit out. Sujit, Sujit had him in the office. First, Sujit comes up to me and goes, "Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna fucking kill this city today." I was like, "I mean, okay, <laughs> like fine." And they say, "You coming to the dinner?" I said, "No, I'm not coming to the dinner." And he was like, "What's your last name?" And I told him my last name. And then he's like, "You're coming to the dinner." I said, "I don't have nothing to wear because it was like." Formal and only had like a shirt. And yeah, some so jeans. the dress code for his dinner uh, was like it, a black suit. It was black, like yeah, black and white, black and white, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I was like, "Yo, I don't have anything to wear." So, and it was like three hours till the fucking dinner, and he's like, "Just come like this." So I fucking listened to him. <laughs> <laughs> so I show up to the dinner, and everybody's like dripped and draped, and then I was just in like I look like I worked at the fucking restaurant. And then everybody was clowning on me, and it was it was pretty. Who funny. was clowning on you? Like uh, everyone just clowning about not wearing a suit. I don't know. I did, I felt some type of way about him being invited to the dinner. I know, right? I yeah. feel like you don't deserve. To I don't. Be at I that didn't dinner. deserve it. I should not go? go because I just got invited last minute. Meanwhile, and, and, and I felt like you should have had on at least a button-up shirt. It was super last minute. I could have just run to Target or whatever. Run to Target? Don't you, oh. have, you don't have no shirts at your house? No, nah, everything's, everything's in Vegas. I didn't, I didn't prepare for this, guys. I don't think you should have went to that dinner. I you could have went to H&M, got yourself a $30. A $30 I, I, listen, I didn't think about it or whatever. But yeah, I should not. I should not been at that dinner, first and foremost. But I looked like I worked at the restaurant. And yeah, it shit was funny. I mean, shit, the dinner was dope. And then uh, mm-hmm. we had the after party at Highlight Room. Yeah. yeah. And then... Suju wanted. I talked to Suju about having us, the road podcast DJ, the shit. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, he was yelling at me all night to yeah. I got a couple of arm tats to pick up the energy and to drop hits. Was he just drop hits? Keep dropping hits. What are y'all doing? Y'all ruining the party. <laughs> y'all ruining the party. <laughs> I'm like Jesus Christ, man. And then Jamie Fox got on right. Yeah, Jamie Fox got on the on the microphone on the mic mm-hmm. with one of his. I don't know, one of his goonies? They just <laughs> yeah, he looks like one his, of the shooters. His wee carrier. That's yeah. what, I don't know if he was. For some reason, so the, the after party was at Highlight Room. For some reason, th- th- you can't have the mic on a certain level. Yeah. Because it, it, it like, the, the mic blasts outside on the terrace. It, I don't know, something about noise complaints and hotel guests. I don't know what was going on. So they had everyone's mic, like, at level four. Yeah. And the music's like level 9, 10. So, you ain't so then nothing. Jamie so Foxx is yelling at me to turn up his mic. Everyone thinks I'm the sound guy. They're asking me for <laughs> aux play. Do you have the aux? We want to, yo, can you download his new song? Can you do this? Can you do that? And I was just like, the whole time I'm juggling. Of course, things. of course, Jamie Foxx gets on <laughs> when I'm DJing, right? Actually, yeah. Little well, John got on. off with Little John first. Yeah, well, so well, when well, I was DJing. Never was DJing and Little John. <laughs> that was the Taco Tuesday time, right? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, he, horrible. He, he comes to the booth. He's like, "Yo, um, what version of Taco Tuesday you have?" <laughs> I'm like, "What version? I got the original. Got the rock, rock and moment." He seemed kind of upset. I only had that version, and that didn't have. Wait, a are there other versions? I guess so. I don't know. Do if you guys versions? know of any? I have versions? no idea. No, and, I, don't and then, know. I didn't have it queued up to the spot where he goes Taco. Go Tuesday. <laughs> and he got mad at that also. Because it was just the horns. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, dude. I'm like, oh man. It was like I was kind of pissed off a little bit. <laughs> what did he tell you? Nah, he was just like, yo, why you don't have it queued up? And I'm just like, yo, I, I don't know, man. Sorry. I wanted to tell him because I don't play the song. But I, I didn't I didn't want to go there. So I was just like, ah oh, man. So I, <laughs> and then he got kind of upset with me again because um he asked if I had Stevie Wonder happy birthday. Yeah. Which I did have, but I didn't have it queued up at the spot when yeah. Stevie sings happy birthday. Because the every so like if you do events mm-hmm. and you you gotta have the Stevie I think when you do events you have to have the Stevie Wonder Happy Birthday song. Yeah. But the first verse is so fucking it's really long. long. Man. Yeah. It's like two minutes long, right? Yeah. yeah. So like Stevie's just singing for two minutes uh-huh. in the first verse. <laughs> yeah. And then it finally leads to happy birthday. So like when I was in New York, I would do a couple of private events, and of course they would be like, "Yo, play Happy Birthday." We want to do, we want to hear the Stevie Wonder version, but I'd be like, "Fuck!" Like it'd be dragging for two minutes. Mm-hmm. So I already knew I had to queue it up. But you know, you didn't have it queued I up. I didn't have it queued up. It and should then, be queued then up. Then I though. played it. First, he was like, "Yo, if you have this song, you you're the best DJ I've ever met." And luckily, I was scared at first because I didn't think I had the song. Yeah. But I did have it. And I'm like, yeah, I got it. Boom. So you're the best. So DJ. then the DJ, someone started and Crooked tapped me on the shoulder. He's like, yo, cue it up to when he says happy birthday. And I didn't have my headphones at the time. So I tried to cue it up by reading the um, the fire, the, um, the waves. Yeah. And I didn't get it at the point where he says happy birthday. It was like. Well, you want to get it to the, that bridge right before happy. And I got it to that bridge. But it was like out of nowhere. And uh, little John got pissed. He was like, oh, there we go. You ruined, the, you ruined that right <laughs> And I'm like. Oh. And it was embarrassing because everybody's looking at me. And little John is pissed off. He didn't need to say that, though. Yeah, exactly. He could have just let it. He could have. 
He could have just went through and just exactly, kept talking yeah. shit. Yeah, on the so mic. I was just like, nah, I was like, oh, fuck. I was kind of upset, but I was just like, no, never, no, nah, never was he. He was a little tight. <laughs> <laughs> he did one of this shit with the headphones. He went like, <laughs> chill. Those headphones are already broken. And then they yeah. quickly was holding me back. He was like, yo, man, chill, chill. No, no. They taking pictures and they looking at you no, look, because like it was <laughs> videos. First of all, you got Little John in the, in the sombrero. Yes. Yeah. And then you have Sujit next to him in a sombrero. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they're waiting for I don't know, like a champagne. What is that? No, they were waiting for a presentation with Del Taco. And yeah. They were gonna hand out tacos to all of these motherfuckers at the dinner, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then we were playing Taco Two. You were playing Taco Tuesday. Yeah. And the Del Taco tacos weren't coming out so but at one late. point suji was like where the fuck are my tacos <laughs> <laughs> he said where are my thousand tacos or some shit like that he's like yo where the fuck are my tacos where the fuck are my tacos <laughs> and then yo like everybody was facing the dj booth with their phone out uh-huh. and never is over here throwing his headphones and, <laughs> and i was just like yo like nev like this motherfuckers are watching like <laughs> you don't you don't want like a viral video to go get out there with you like throwing your headphones and Taco Tuesday getting played and shit like this. it's just not it's not a good look like I was funny but no I mean I don't I don't know man like that that type of chaos like it, that it was so you, much going there on there was man. a lot going on there was, there was a lot, lot of, going on there was a lot of people to please yeah you know I mean obviously it's Sujit's birthday he's the number one person to please mm-hmm. but. It, when it comes to things like that, you know, I'm sure when you were DJing, it wasn't even about holding down the room. It was like, yeah. if I could just hold down the room and please, like these eight people that need to get mm-hmm. to yeah. need to be happy, and then I'm mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. And then also juggling like the sound guy. I remember the, the the lighting guy. Like, I think Jamie was like, "Turn up my mic, turn up my mic." And I went to the sound guy. I said, "Can you turn up his mic?" He was like. What the fuck? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo, that's your job, fam. Like, and he was just like, you know, he's doing the lights, and he's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> but, and I'm like, fam. I said, like, I put my hand on his shoulder. I said, look, it's, I don't, I don't care. But I got Jamie Foxx next to me. So what do you want? And he's like, I know, I know, like, I know. And I mean, besides my face just looking sweaty as fuck, like I don't know. <laughs> With a suit, you have a nice suit on. Yeah, I mean, I had a, uh, you know, a little Tommy Hilfiger. Ooh, nice little spice. But anyway, but but uh, I was just sweating balls. But I was pretty. I like I've been through worse than that. But it was just like a reminder of like, yo, this is yo. I remember doing events like this, and it's just it's, yeah, it's, it's like you got to please so many people. I, I swear to God, I was talking to like twelve people, and I was like, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna play this song and this song. And then I talked to twelve people. I'm like, "Fuck! What was I? What was I gonna play? I totally forgot." Yeah. And then it's just like it was just a, a complete hot fucking mess. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. It was a good time though. It was a good time. <laughs> you love that song. You love that song, Taco Tuesday. I buddy. fucking know. I hate the Taco Tuesday movement. That's not even Mexican. I hope everybody knows that shit. I don't think they know that. <laughs> that shit is the worst fucking thing. I hate that. What do you mean it's not Mexican? It's not Yo, Mexican. It's got Del Tacos and sombreros. I mean, how can it not? No, be it's not Mexican. Is I'm it sorry. offensive? America right now is really, Americans right now are really comfortable uh, exploiting and like, para, like I don't know, making parodies of like Mexican culture right now. Here's the crazy part. They're locking people up in cages and they're shooting people in Walmarts that are Mexican and then they're fucking making everything a parody of Mexican culture, which is the weirdest shit right now. Like, you don't know how to feel. It's like, 
Well, how do you feel? You're Mexican. Well, people are dying and people are getting shot like that. I don't know if you guys seen. I mean, know, people are getting deported back. Deported to, and getting yeah, locked up in cages, little kids. And then you're making fucking Taco Tuesday like a thing. And you're making songs like Go Loco. Rappers Go Loco. are, rappers are yeah. dressing up like, uh, like mariachis. 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 Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So everybody's like, I don't know, exploiting the Mexican culture. Well, how, do you, how do you feel? Are you angry? I'm upset. I mean, I've been upset. Well, for tell the, us why you mad. Go, go Loco. <laughs> tell us why you mad. Um, well, tell, I mean, tell, tell us why you mad. Because, okay, I remember I said Go Loco was the worst fucking song yeah. in the top of the and summer. And it's popping. And it's popping Definitely now. on the West Coast. I don't think they playing that on the East Coast. No, <laughs> that shit is trash. But then we said, uh, well, I said that that shit is mad offensive because it's like there was a Mexican-ass fucking song, and then they're exploiting the, the cholo fucking culture and all the gangster shit mm-hmm. that, you know, that Mexicans are known for. And then fucking, um, and it's like there's no Mexican in that fucking song. It's like it's they have a Cuban or Puerto Rican guy at the end, so that shit was. Yeah, we weird. spoke about this. So that shit was whack first. But well, how did Taco Tuesday make you feel? And then Taco Tuesday now is getting exploited as a thing. I mean, LeBron James is trying to trademark Taco Tuesday, which is the stupidest fucking thing. One, he's not even eating ta- the real tacos that he should be eating on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. and then Taco Tuesday is the equivalent to like Cinco de Mayo, that everybody thinks is a Mexican holiday and it's not. We do, just, you, do you think it's exploitive? It's starting to get there. Yeah. You think uh, LeBron James uh, trademarking Taco Tuesday? I mean, why Why does he, of all <laughs> people, why is he the person that want to trademark? And the way he Taco says Tuesday. Taco Tuesday, too. He thinks he made it pop. No. He didn't make it pop. That's <laughs> he did kind of make it pop on social on media. On social media. That shit's always been a thing, it's, though. Yeah, it's always been a thing, but he feels like he's the, the face of Taco Tuesday now. And, and I think it's worse when he says Taco Tuesday on his videos, and he says, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, Mexicans don't sound like that. Like, I don't know what he's trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, so, them. okay, that's great. That's great. So, him going, Taco Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that shit. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what the fuck he got. <laughs> what is the equivalent of that? I don't fucking um, know. Like if someone started like a like I don't know Pad Thai Thursdays, I don't know. And they're like, oh, Pad Thai Thursday. There you go. Right? <laughs> it's oh, I'm so like hungry that. for Pad Thai Thursday. <laughs> Cannot wait for Pad Thai Thursday. <laughs> like it's that? The fucking yeah. It's the same thing, right? It's fucking upsetting because I'm like, I but why know. aren't any Mexicans saying anything? Because why isn't Samahayak? Well, I don't. <laughs> and Sa- and uh, Robert Samahayak. Selma. Salma Hayak, Salma Hayak, Salma, Salma Hayak, yeah, Salmonella disease. Uh, why isn't she teaming up with like Robert Rodriguez and all these other Mexican people, all these important Mexicans, and doing something? One is like we don't give it attention because I think we just like it's like whatever's, but hope it goes away quick, and let that shit exploit yourself. Like let that shit just like I don't know if it's that deep. I just don't think I don't know. It's it's dumb. I don't think people are are scared of Mexicans. Maybe. Ask the, like Mexi- they're, they're, ask the Mexican no, market first of all, <laughs> First of all, look, look, there's no political power, right? Yeah. There's no political power. Uh, and there is no, you guys don't have a lot of power in the entertainment, in no, the American we, entertainment we thing, right? We get shown a lot. Yes, we get shown But a lot. even though you guys are large. We are one of five tickets. large. We are one of five tickets at movie theaters. Exactly. And but you, there seems to be a lack of respect for you guys. Yes. Why is that? Because we're probably immigrants and we're just the working men. I think it's a little foul, man. It is yeah. fucked up. I think I mean, it's foul. I want to go into what Neva texted me about. Neva texted me about a party that he saw. Yeah. 
Please explain, Eva. It was, well, um, it's actually, we know, <laughs> we're we know making this real dramatic. Right and let's just let never. There's a, a bunch of people we know, a couple of people we know. Um, they're mostly Asian, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you look at the Asian? <laughs> no, because nah, it's funny. Because I know him too. Yeah, exactly. I know he him was, too. You know the guys. Yeah. And they, they did a party, whatever. And it was like a, a cholo theme party. Yes. Like they was all dressed up as cholos. So a bunch of Asians, probably mostly Filipinos. Dressed up as cholos. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Throwing up gang signs. Throwing up gang signs that had like um, the Ben Davis pants on. The exactly. Dickies yeah. The, with the fake, fake face tattoos. Yeah. yeah. The bandanas. And I showed yeah. show it to Jamie. Signs. I was like, damn, this is kind of offensive. Like, don't you think? <laughs> never even said, I'm offended. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's fucked up. It's like the back, like, not too long ago when colleges, like, all white colleges that have, like, a dress up in blackface. Oh, shit. I think there's a, there's a, Darker and deeper history with blackface, though. Yeah, that's. Worse. I think with with Asians dressing up at cholos, it's ignorant and it's it's like a bad stereotype, right? See, I, really bad. What I was talking about with Neva earlier was that I could understand like if it's Halloween, like yeah. if one or two people do it, but if it's 40, 50, 60 people doing it all together, yeah, like that's mm-hmm. kind of wild. Like, but isn't it also that these people probably don't know that many Mexicans, and you know, I mean, uh, regardless though, like. You shouldn't it's, do that. It, yeah, <laughs> I know you shouldn't do it, but I'm just saying so, if I don't know, it's a like lot me, have, me and my family and get like 60 Mexicans having a luau. Like it just it doesn't go right. What's wrong with having a but, luau? But like, no, it has to be something like way, way like, more. Yeah, maybe I'm being way more ignorant. Like, yeah. I think the thing Yo, they, is, they couldn't do like some famous Mexican people or some powerful Mexican people. They had to do like a fake gangster party. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I think that's part of it too. That's well, here's crazy. the thing. What like let's say I love the Sopranos, right? I love the Sopranos, and mm-hmm. it, Italians actually hate some. Uh, some Italians actually hate yeah. the stigma that the all Itali- it, Italians are like fucking mafia. They yeah. hate like whenever anyone brings up uh, Italians, it's like pizza mafia. Oh, yo, hey, hey, Paulie, Paulie, yeah, come yeah. over here. They hate that <laughs> shit, and this is just like another form of that. But yeah. um, I don't. I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, motherfuckers want to have a cholo party. That shit is crazy, bro. I don't know, man. It's, kinda, it's embarrassing. It's ignorant. I think like, the gang signs and shit. I that mean, shit was I too much. That's know, crazy. Man. You wouldn't. That shit wouldn't fly. In. If that was in LA, bro, that shit is not flying. Well, it was a Vegas party, right? Yeah, it was a Vegas party. So tell us why you mad. Tell us. You're the representative of Mexicans, right? Well, now. I just think if you're gonna like, you know, fucking take up our cultures, like. I don't know. It's like it's it's. They should pay a license. What? No, no, no. Don't pay a license, but don't do it as ignorant <laughs> as you're fucking. Don't doing take it. it that far. Yeah, like the way you you're saying Taco Tuesday, LeBron James is not the fucking. I don't know. Just say Taco Tuesday, and that'll be it. But, but the who, if someone was gonna trademark Taco Tuesday, who should trademark it? Some Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek. Antonio Banderas. I don't know. He's not Mexican, but yeah. My whole thing is this: if he's gonna trademark Taco Tuesday, uh. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not the right person to ask about this because I don't, you know. I think he, I think he thinks that in his head and what his people are saying is that you're blowing this shit up. Yes. Uh, Little John just made a song. Yes. And you got to trademark this shit because he's using you to blow up his song. Yep. And he's using elements of what you do to blow up the song. But there's nothing given back to the Mexican community. Well, yeah, exactly. But now, if there's a big Lil John song and LeBron James is getting all of this, like he's going viral on social media, and you know what's the most brilliant shit about this Lil John song, this Taco Tuesday shit? What? This is the most brilliant shit up. What is it? Taco Tuesday is gonna go. I mean, it's a social. It's something that you can do on social media every week. 
Because no, that's what LeBron Tuesday. James does yeah. every yeah. week. Mm-hmm. You go on his Instagram right now. We can put it's up every video. fucking Tuesday. Yeah. Yes. So whenever someone has Taco Tuesday, they're gonna play that song and they're gonna do the Le- um, LeBron James uh, fucking, you know, Taco Tuesday. Yeah, 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 shit like that, right? Yeah. So that's the most brilliant shit because. It's not like a Christmas song where like once a year you get paid. That's every this fucking is like Tuesday. A, this is like something you get paid every fucking week. Mm-hmm. And it's like it gets branded every fucking week. Yeah. It's, it's in so, I, so much your brand, uh, it's trademark Pat no, Thursday. Actually, right? Jamie. So you know when uh, at Stables when they play, right? Yeah. If they get if they keep them under 100 points, they give out two free tacos. Yeah, they've been doing that. Or they so what do you think they're going to do this season? <laughs> oh, God, bro. Taco Tuesdays. <laughs> free Yo, coupons at the Staples exactly. So, yeah. Branding, bro. Are you the only Mexican that feels this way? I'm sure there's a lot, but I'm just the one. I, I'll just say it, though. Like, I'm sure a lot of Mexicans don't feel right. Even I have black friends that text me like, Yo, LeBron James out of his fucking mind. I'm like, yeah, but. I mean, what you gonna fucking? I mean, do? how do you feel about that? That they're not aware of like the cultural approach, appropriation that they're doing. I mean, they should they should know about it. LeBron, hey, like look, listen, LeBron James can trademark Taco Tuesday, fine, but you gotta go send money to those little kids that are locked up in cages and do some shit about it and use your platform for that. If you're gonna take from our fucking culture, give something back. It's a lot of responsibility. I know, right? I'm sorry. I mean, you want to take a fucking trademark Taco Tuesday, something that's been going on for years in our specific food culture then you gotta do something bad you're being like <laughs> i don't know you bad being mad ignorant about it i mean but to play devil's advocate right you admitted that taco tuesday isn't a mexican thing it's kind of yeah, self-created it's, it's, it's a it's a so play is it really on, it's a play on our is it really stealing from mexican culture if it's not really mexican culture i mean it, the taco is the mexican culture like Enchilada's that's our on. pita no tacos are like our pita or you know our famous dish yeah mm-hmm. so I don't know. Maybe I'm being too emotional about it. I mean, I think we I should mean, talk nah. to like a motherfucker with a taco back. stand. I mean, I, I'm, we'll be in LA and I'll get you guys feedback. I'm just saying like, <laughs> I don't know if this shit is a bad thing. Maybe like all the taco stands are like doubling sales on Tuesdays now. They you know probably are, but yeah. I don't even think that the real Mexican like taco stands are do have any promotions on Tuesdays. What is that yeah. shit with the hard shell? That's not a real That's taco. That's not no, a real taco. No way. That's some San Bernardino. Uh, no, 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 really? no, 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 I mean, growing up, I always thought that was an uh, authentic taco. That's not the authentic. Oh. That look, the big tortilla is not an authentic, real taco from Mexico. The little baby tortilla. Are flour tortillas even Mexican? Those are for like burritos and shit. Or like seafood. burritos aren't even Mexican though, are they? Yeah, they are, but they're not like the taco is that 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 shit. Yo, remember look. growing up, like what was that company that had the hard shells and we used to buy that shit? Taquillos. With, with I, the, I know you I can't no, think no, of the no, company, no. but it wasn't. You know what I'm talking about. I know talking you're talking about. about right? That's why I thought um, the that was the only taco shit I knew in New York yeah. when I was growing up. Yeah. It was yeah. this. It was. It was like. Uh, it was just these hard shell fucking tacos mm-hmm. that you would buy like uh, the waffle cones for ice cream. Yeah, they would be stacked up. They would be stacked up. You would have like maybe three or four that were cracked. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, yeah. and my mom's would make it like once a month. Yeah, and it was like a. But this shit was dope. And you you'd buy like the the powder packet to put on the ground beef. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you'd have that's not real tacos. salsa and shit. Right? Shred the cheese. Yeah, it's yeah. not real. Real taco yeah. shouldn't have cheese. Shouldn't be ground beef. And it shouldn't be have no lettuce or sour cream. Yeah, it just. It's I mean, then it's not a taco. It's not a taco. <laughs> it's not a taco. <laughs> taco, it's not a, taco That's not a Tuesday taco. You know, bro. it's it's a tough thing when when America takes something from your culture and bastardizes it because yeah. it's not yours anymore. Nope. So technically, I think okay. LeBron James has every right to do the taco. <laughs> like I mean, it's very American. Even Burger King is selling tacos now. Yeah, would be. But no one's me. eating it. 
Hmm? No one's eating those I think tacos, so. right? I think somebody buying that. Not like the chicken sandwich for fucking Popeye's. Oh, can we talk about that? Wait, do we oh, the need sandwich? to talk about that? <laughs> the I think sandwich? So, man. Did, Did you guys try it? I love it. Yeah, sold out, man. Sold out. I didn't get a chance to try it either. People are losing it off of a fucking chicken sandwich. Yo, actually, I passed by Popeye's today on the way to the gym. They have posters outside saying like "We'll be right back" with like the chicken sandwich. I'm like, are you serious? You need like a like a movie poster for a fucking chicken sandwich? <laughs> this ain't Yo, Star what did, Wars. What did they say they got forty million dollars worth of social media coverage? Yes, yeah. well, crazy for free. That's insane. And Chick Fil A did too, because I went to Chick Fil A and I was like, "What do you guys like think about all this shit happening?" Yo, that's what I started seeing was that people like just the Popeyes chicken sandwich, just all the coverage and all the marketing. It started. Making people crave just chicken sandwiches. So yeah. like any any restaurant, mm-hmm. any fried chicken spot, they were just selling out of chicken sandwiches, yo. Yeah. yeah. Just because everyone was like, "Damn, I'm in the mood for a chicken sandwich." So yeah. I went. Yeah, I was at I was at Chick Fil A and I asked the the guy at the draft. I was like, "Yo, what do you guys think about all this shit?" And he goes, "Our manager says it's good. Keep selling them chicken sandwiches." I was like, "Shit." I mean, a forty th- forty was a forty million dollar marketing scheme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucking great. I mean. I have Taco Tuesdays might just help a bunch of my <laughs> I don't know. Are y'all playing that song? Sorry, John. Nah, <laughs> nah fam. Not really. I feel like you could drop that shit on a Tuesday. <laughs> Flip it. <laughs> Make it hot. I don't know about that. What were the remixes he was telling you about? <laughs> he didn't even say it. He was just mad I didn't have any remixes. So he said versions. <laughs> yeah. What, what version do you have? Need that quick hitter. <laughs> the quick hit. <laughs> so, like, I want to go through all the music for summer. I want to recap the summer. Next week, we got the live stream. <laughs> think you're about to punch me. I do, because I'm fucking mad at you. <laughs> so, like, uh, next week, I want to talk about all the summer recaps. We're doing the live stream uh, on the Mickey D show, uh, DJCity.com. Yeah. So, yeah. I was saving a lot of the summer recap for next week. Mm-hmm. So I, I, we're going to have a bunch of homies that come through. Um, we're going to have everybody, I mean, everyone that's been on the show in L.A. Night we're going yeah. to come through. Budge. We're going to have all the homies come through. Yeah. We're going to have like an open panel. We're going to talk some shit. I think, uh, you know, obviously we're going to talk to Mickey War and Danger, Danger Zone, Zone, the host of Mickey D show. Yeah. And then I think, uh, I know Danger wants to like have a conversation with me. About what? Uh-oh. About East Coast and West Coast DJs. Yeah. He feels like I, I shit on West Coast <laughs> yeah. DJs a lot. <laughs> Chill out, Danger. <laughs> we'll be all right. Uh, but yeah, next Monday, September 9th at 7 p.m., djcity.com. Yeah. Pacific time. Pacific time. Yeah, 7 mm-hmm. p.m. Uh, shit, yeah. It should be good. Yeah, I want, I, hopefully everyone can like live stream that shit. It's going to be on Facebook, it's right? It's on Facebook. Yeah. So get your, go find your logins real quick, and then if you guys could be in the comment chat. But it's also going to be on YouTube. Also on mm-hmm. YouTube. So we're, we're streaming it. But the, the, the chat is going to be mainly on the Facebook. So make sure you, you have your Facebook ready. And then it's 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, Eastern 10. And, then, yo, and I know DJ City has a bunch of gear that they want to give away. So we're going to figure out a way to give this gear away. Yeah. I don't know oh, if we're nice, gonna ask yeah. questions on li- on the live stream, yeah, and like try to give away some gear. Like they got some the shit that you never like. They had a collab with Autofon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. I have those. Those yeah. needles sold out, sold out, and yeah. I think they got a new one. Oh, yeah. That oh. they they got a new color, and then they have control vinyl as well. They got control yeah. vinyl. They have flash drives, headphones, cases. We're stealing a bunch of yeah, shit. They I think we went to the windbreakers and the yeah, windbreakers. The hoodies, hoodies. They got so yeah. DJ City. I don't even know if they want to give away all this shit. Yo, no, they are because <laughs> <laughs> cleaning out the closet. Real we're cleaning quick. out the closet, so we're gonna the spring cleaning. No, no, no. But we're but doing the, the no, 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 no
uh, and we'll be giving away, and we'll we'll try to give away some road merch too. We're gonna, we're I think we got a couple oh. road road if you're watching on YouTube. Yeah, he's coming out. Tees, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a few teachers coming out next. We got week. like a little fruit of the loom, and I think <laughs> we're gonna drop this Onyx joint yeah, that yeah. we did, and then we have the Workman tee right here, the standard one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So then, yeah. yeah so. Hopefully it'll. I'm hopefully you're show up because Kirk is really stressed out. Well, hopefully it's not. <laughs> I'm just more. I think it's gonna be a hot mess because it's gonna be like eight motherfuckers on the mic. Yo, hot yeah, mess. Is, know, yeah. That's good content, bro. That's great content, my friend. But yeah, so we'll yeah, nine, nine p. Uh, seven p.m. September 9th TJ I'm gonna save yeah. this conversation, but uh, I don't think there is. You know, there is nothing to talk about between East Coast and West Coast DJs. I mean, we've talked oh, about it already, man. Sorry. I'm going to call Danger Zone. I, I think it's me? quite clear. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom into him, Pete. I think it's quite clear. <laughs> or just look in this direction. I think it's quite clear uh, who is the reigning champs. East he's, Coast, West he's Coast. He's talking to you, Danger Zone. East Coast started it. Yeah. East Coast <laughs> started it. Look at him. It's a longer history of, of DJing. Yeah, man. People are going to be like, why aren't, you, why aren't you representing the West Coast? I'm be like, yo, y'all could do that. Danger Zone could do that. Danger Zone really wants to go heads up with you, which is kind of crazy. And I want to talk to Danger Zone about LMFAO. And those glasses he was wearing. (laughs) I mean, I don't give a fuck about the glasses. Or the tight pants. Or the leopard. Or the bright colors. Yeah, because Danger Zone was the DJ for LMFAO. He was the the party rock DJ, right? Yeah. Yeah, Why are you trying to play him out? I'm not trying to play him out. (laughs) I'm helping you out. You listed everything, bro. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I want to talk to him about... um, all that good stuff. What kind of LMFAO groupies they used to <laughs> stash? <laughs> crazy white girl. Oh, that's like, crazy. where are you still buying this gear? Like, Hot Topic doesn't sell that shit no more. <laughs> no, for real. Uh, uh, what do you yeah. call it? Yeah. Are they still touring? No, the group broke up years yeah, ago. It, for guys. But don't, yeah, this is, what's red, his Red Food? Red he still performs, no? Yeah, he still yeah, performs that shit. But it's nothing like the Pro- group. Probably like Asia or somewhere. Yeah, overseas. Love People overseas. are like playing party rock anthem. Right, that's like coming back. I heard a few There's headliners a few play that shit. I was yeah. like, "Whoa, what are y'all doing?" Yo, no offense though, I don't know if that needs to come back. It shouldn't. It should be at wherever least, it's at. Can we wait another ten years? I mean, it wasn't a bad song. <laughs> that one was their worst song, in my opinion. Really? Yeah, I didn't like Party Rock. Nah. Sorry for Party Rock. You know, uh, didn't like that one. And I liked their first album, but well. what was the break like? Was it Take That? Sexy and I yeah. Know It? No, no, no. no. It, it was like <laughs> before that hit. Oh. oh. Shake mm, That. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. yeah. Was that it part. Shake That? Yeah. Yeah. Because they were shuffling. Yeah. They were shuffling. Yeah. And my, my niece still plays that video sometimes. <laughs> Shout out to her. <laughs> Wait, did they start that dance, the shuffle dance? No, they kind of took that from, from the ravers. Yeah. That was already happening before that. It's like Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Damn, it is actually. <laughs> Sorry, Redfoot. Appropriating from ravers. Yeah, like there's a video on YouTube where Redfoot went to like this top shuffler raver girl's house, and he was learning how to shuffle in like her parking lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, anyway. it's like Taco Tuesday. All right, Danger. We could like talk about whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> you get 15 LMFAO, minutes, baby. <laughs> Let's get it done. Um, what else we got to talk about? Anything else? <laughs> that was birthday coming up oh bro. yeah it is your birthday bash next <laughs> week yeah man Living celebrating at light <laughs> yeah 100th episode also celebration yeah, we got the big week next week man <laughs> like next week's gonna be hectic the rollout is crazy right now <laughs> no, the right? marketing rollout that. is insane right we got now. the 100th episode we got the party at light yes. and yeah. we got the t-shirts 
Yes. The t-shirts, yes. Yeah, man. It's a yeah, lot of shit. See how I coordinate this shit? Like, the, like, I'm, I'm, like I get my Kanye West on, my Virgil Blau on. I just kind of have everything kind of Quincy sync Jones together. Yeah. Same, yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah, your birthday's coming up. I yeah. actually wanted to talk a little bit, you know, like, I, since it's your birthday this week and we're celebrating it next week, I mm-hmm. wanted to kind of like go into a little bit about you and talk about you. Everyone knows you're from New York and the Bronx. Yeah. BX. I don't think they really know how you came up. And you were like, when I was coming up in New York, I mean, obviously there was a lot of successful DJs, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, there was a lot of iconic and veteran DJs in New York. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you were the first DJ that I personally knew mm-hmm. who was successful and bought his own house. And that was life changing to me. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like when you. When I visited you in Vegas, mm-hmm. when they were trying me out for like the rest this residency, yeah, and I visited your house, uh-huh. I remember I was like, "Wow!" Like that was such a like monumental moment for me mm-hmm. because it made me realize that like DJing, there was like there was a future in you, DJing. You can make some money off. Yeah, of it. yeah, you can make yeah. some real money off of it. And it's like and and. To me, you're you know you're not you know no offense you're not a Mark Ronson mm-hmm. you're not a DJ Am yeah but you still were able to sustain a really good you know like a, make a really good living yeah you know mm-hmm. being being a good DJ and doing that so I wanted to kind of talk about you uh, and like kind of go into you know growing up in the Bronx and shit like that so yeah. you were born and raised in the Bronx yeah all and my life like yeah that. born and raised lived in until I was like. 28 till you moved out here no but after the Bronx I moved to Harlem for like a couple of years mm. and then from Harlem I moved to Vegas damn but when you was in the Bronx were you there when all of those the park jams was popping yeah I was and it was funny because like it's like how can I put this my sisters all the sisters they used to go to all the hip hop parties back in the days so wasn't like, one of your sisters dating Kid Capri or some shit um, Red, Red Alert. Alert Red Alert yeah that's crazy <laughs> like we like I knew Red before when he was Fred. Like I, he wasn't even really DJing at the time. His name was Fred. Fred yeah, Alert. He was just hanging Fred out. Fred Alert. Fred, yeah, man. He was just hanging out around the way and shit, man. And, and he was your dating your sister. That's yeah. pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> no one could Did he always say, Yeah. Not around me. <laughs> <laughs> around him. I was like Fred. six or seven years old, huh? so I don't know. <laughs> so the park jams was happening. Mm-hmm. Your sister was dating Red, Red Alert. Alert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then were you like was She was also no, actually my sister. Kind of talked to him, but she dated um Starsky. Love really? Starsky. Whoa. Yeah. Oh wow. yeah. Mm-hmm. History. Your sister must have been. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, she, <laughs> no, no, no. She introduced me to hip hop. Right? <laughs> Relax. <laughs> no, I'm saying your sister friend? must have must, must have been a snack. She must have been looking know, good. Man. I'm, I'm I'm looking at that way, sister man. like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Back in the day, snacky, snacky Tuesday. She was, the, she was the she was the she was the like the dime on the block. Like everyone wanted to get. Dude, her. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> leave her yeah. alone. I'm saying these are like iconic fucking yeah, DJs, dudes, yo. Yeah. Starsky, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, but she was talking to Red. It's funny. I mean, yeah, he used to come to the house, hang out. I'm just like, love. Yeah, damn. Love us, yeah. That's fucking small world, man. I know. Yeah. All right. So they was dating. Is that what kind of planned to see for you to become a DJ? Oh, definitely, man. Because you were just. You're, I was around it. Yeah, I was. I was your like, sister was around. smashing all these DJs. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know about that. Damn, man. I actually was going to go to a hard <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. I wanted him okay. to say that. that but now, yeah, I was surrounded. Like, growing up in the Bronx, my mom's, they used to have um, the parties at the community center. Yes. And my mom's is like the um, supervisor. So I was like seven years old. She had to take me there 
So I was like seven years old at these parties, sleeping in the back, listening to the hip hop wow, music, the music at the time. Yeah. That's so nuts, man. I know, yeah. So you were six and seven just growing up yeah. in these hip-hop, like these fucking iconic parties. Yeah. In the Can you tell us your exactly. first yeah. interaction as a, like that you got on the mic that paused? You know what? One of these parties, um, Starsky was DJing. Yeah. And he like, he grabbed me. He was like, yo, come on, get on the mic and say something. And I was like scared. I didn't know what to say. So the only thing I could think of, like, everybody say, ho. And, it was and like, then I got scared and like <laughs> ran away. <laughs> did everyone say ho? Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> That's, up. That's great. So then you were growing up in the Bronx, mm-hmm. and then you were like, yeah, what, what was the moment you were like, I want to get DJ, I want to get so equipment? Funny. I mean, like, I, was, I always loved hip-hop. I always loved, I always wanted to be a DJ, but I, didn't, I started kind of late. I was like 20 years old when I first got my equipment. Mm. What was you doing? Um, at the time, I had just, I was in St. John's. Oh sure, oh, I did the same. Yeah, I was St. John's, and then I was working at Lord and Taylor. What were you? What do you? What were you studying to become? Accountant. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, never. Stop yeah. laughing at him, asshole. Nah, nah, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Never be accountant, bro. But that, but that didn't work out. <laughs> I did like a year and a half, and I just dropped. I'm out. laughing because he used to do the books at New, so he was kind of the, the accountant at New. The full circle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we was always late with tax yeah, payments. We, exactly, yeah. That's why, I, <laughs> that's why I didn't stay in school. <laughs> <laughs> he only gave you as much as he knew <laughs> the, the year and a half. <laughs> Wait, so you was in the Bronx growing up in high school and everything like that. Mm-hmm. What was you? Was you going out? Was you going to like... Cause I didn't really start going to clubs. Well, I didn't start going to clubs until I was like 18 years old. 18. And I started to go on like Studer 54, Palladium. Tunnel. Damn. Is that all, that's eighteen and over, or was that twenty one? It over? was eighteen and over. Oh, okay. Damn. Damn. I so know wait, that. when you, when you were eighteen and you were going to these clubs, how were you dressing? You had like a flat top. I had a flat top. <laughs> I had, um, did you have the, the blonde? Fucking, I did have. You I, had the I, blonde. I, man. I was I had the polka dot. <laughs> you had the polka, polka dot shirt. Oh no, you had the po- you was like Kwame. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wait, so you had the polka dot yes. silk shirts? Yeah. And then you had like the uh, not the hammer pants, but you had like the dress pants. Yeah. And then the <laughs> colorful, and then the colorful Doc Martens. Yes, the, the low tops or the high tops. The uh, low tops. The low, low tops. tops. Yeah. Damn, oh. I need a picture of this. <laughs> I love. I gotta he, look for one. I don't know. I might have. I it. love when uh, never puts <laughs> up pictures of when he was younger. It's fucking great. It's like it's like the mo- motherfuckers. Like what was that movie? Strictly Business. Yeah, exactly. Like when when you if you <laughs> ever watched that movie, Strictly was it David Allen Greer? Uh huh. No, 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 no. Um, Tommy Davidson. Tommy Davidson. Mm-hmm. If you see that movie Strictly Business, they have a nightclub scene, right? Mm-hmm. And in the night, am I wrong? I no, think no, no, like, right. Yeah, they got a nightclub scene, and if you look at that nightclub scene, that's basically how you. That's how it was, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Late eighties, like, early nineties. Yeah, you had like a blazer, maybe. I didn't have never rocked a blazer. No, no, but definitely like the polka dot shirt. <laughs> and then what were the jams y'all were listening to? <laughs> oh man, at the time it was like Big Daddy Kane, De La Soul, um, Karis One. That's great. Jungle Brothers. Yeah. Um, Quest just came out. And this was 18. This was 18, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you, you basically were clubbing during the golden era of hip hop. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. Did you see any like rappers like that out? I saw a lot of performances. Like I saw De La Soul when they first um, performed at Studio 54. Um, Karis One. Um, Gangstar when they had Manifest. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh man, it was like yeah, I've seen all of them perform just about. And who was your favorite DJ back then? You know what? I like Kid Capri. Yeah, of course. 
Um, I used to be into like house and freestyle, so I like Louis Lu- Lil Louis Vega mm. was that like, kind of an inspiration. That's crazy. He like freestyle. <laughs> I did, yeah. I used That's to go to like a lot of freestyle clubs back in the days. Yo, freestyle was huge in New York. Yeah, and, uh, was it big in LA? <laughs> it was huge. huge in the Mexican culture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Filipino culture too. Yeah, yeah. How come yeah. It, it's not played more? They need I mean, Debbie Dab. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it's like this. I don't know. Just they stopped doing it. Wasn't ninety eight point seven at one point just a freestyle? No, no, no. Station? Hot ninety seven was a freestyle. Yeah, Hot ninety seven. Yeah, it was just all freestyle. Yeah, and then they switch over to hip hop. When did they switch over to hip hop? I want to say like ninety two. I just remember. Yeah, Hot ninety seven just used to play. I don't know how they. How were they able to do that to play freestyle? Well, it was brought out. That's why, and they stopped it. That's when they stopped freestyle, and they went into all hip hop. They mm-hmm. played so much shit. I didn't even like thinking back now. I didn't even know that there were that many fucking freestyle yeah. uh, groups. Expose, Expose, TKA, yeah, um, Stevie B, Stevie, Stevie B, B. Um, what's Jet, this? Sweet Sensation. Oh, man. Jet were the Hawaiians. They were like Asians. <laughs> why are you looking at me? He looked at my brother. We got Taco Tuesday. I got Jet <laughs> and Pad Thai Thursdays. Uh, oh yeah, that one of my favorite DJs is of course Red Alert. Yeah, I used to intern at Kiss FM, so he used to take he me was to on like ninety-eight point seven. Yeah, yeah, Kiss. he used to take me to a lot of parties. He was DJing at, so that like, kind of got was me. He, was he hanging out with you to get with your sister? No, this is it's so funny. No, it, it's so funny because years later when I was interning at Kiss, yeah, I but had, he, he was got DJing you that internship. No, no, he didn't. He, oh. I had gotten it myself, and he was DJing that, and I had to reintroduce myself. I'm like, yo, what's up? I'm so-and-so. I was like the little kid that used to, like, bug you. Yeah, yeah. He used to go out with my sister back in the days. He was like, oh, shit, yeah. And he was like, yo, how's the family, this and that. And then he was like, he, was, he would take me to, like, he used to do these big parties, hip-hop parties. He used to, like, yo, carry my crate, and you can hang out. How many crates did he bring? Do you remember? Maybe, like, five, six. That's it? Yeah. So it wasn't like Kick Capri when he had nah, like 20 no, and shit. it wasn't God that bad. No. Damn, 20? Yo, it was like back then, it was such a, it was the visual of a DJ coming out of a minivan or van and having a crew of like four to six dudes mm-hmm. carrying his records in behind him. Yeah. It was like so mega just watching that shit. And they was using milk crates. It wasn't they, they didn't have cases at the no, time. No, it was yeah. milk crates. Yeah. So Calzone cases. Yeah. Uh Calzone cases were the like the the nice the cool like the, ones. Yeah. It was like the ro- the Rolex of like of record of, cases. Exactly, yeah. He used to clown me because he would have Calzone cases and I and had milk crates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like are you making money? Yo, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't buy a case, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I literally went home and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, fuck that guy. Never. I, was like, I was literally counting my money. I was, I, I'm not joking. That night when he told me that, I felt so crumb. I like went home and I counted my money and I was like, man, I got to get a calzone. And I think I could only afford one. How, so much, I had like, how much did one cost? Uh, like, how much was it? I forgot, man. 200 something? No, oh, man. I would say like, no, 150. For one, yeah, yeah, Damn. yeah, maybe you're right. 50, yeah, and they only yeah, yeah. what like 50 records, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't That's even crazy. think I, I couldn't even afford one, I think, because I went, I went to <laughs> Rock and Soul, shout out to Rock and Soul. Mm-hmm. I went to Rock and Soul, I, I talked to Steve, yeah, and I was like, yo, well, how much is Calzone? It's like 150, and I think I had 75 or 80, and then they were like, well, you can have this one, it's like everyone uses this. I was like, fuck it, I'll get that one. <laughs> so I had like one decent. 
case and then I had like <laughs> four milk four milk <laughs> it, was like, it was still kind of crumb yo that's how you start off yeah. though man yeah that was a big deal <laughs> nah you fucking played me out <laughs> yeah you made me feel like a absolute crumb cause I had milk I was crates. helping you out man no he was laughing he was like looking at me it that's motivation like, bro exactly I think man. you even kicked the crate you're like I would never do that what is this? Where, was it at least all the same color? That. Huh? Nah, it, it was like all different milk. Right? <laughs> he, had a, he had a red one, a gray one. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking crook, man. Uh, Yo, I still got two milk crates at my mom's house. That, I think I got you? one yeah. at my mom's. Dude, I have so many records right now. I think I'm just gonna sell it all. Like, there's nothing to do with it. It's all on my mom's crib. It's just taking up space. You know? I mean, you should keep it. I mean, you don't even know. Yo, records are so valuable right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Discogs you might want to keep crazy. that. A yeah, bit. Dis- Discogs, I don't even fucking log into that. Like, Ross One and Rotacon are like hooked on that shit. Oh, man. Yeah, I try to find a Selena it's record. Like, it's like record StockX. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, I was finding a Selena record and it was 400 bucks on there. I was like, fuck. I just have a lot of bootlegs, yo. Yo, even those. I mean, even those. They might be worth some money, man. too, man. Yeah. I used to treat my records like shit, though, man. <laughs> For real, <laughs> really, you you, care, you take care of everything else really well. I don't know, man. Like I, I just I feel I, like I, everyone I, did it, man. So I, I mean, I just didn't see the value of like, uh, like I I I'm in a group chat with Rockthon and Ross One. Mm-hmm. And these motherfuckers talk about all of these disco hits and all of these 45s and shit. And yeah. I have like no interest in trying to look for those joints, man. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just like yo, like I, I I was never like I never was never a fan of digging, yo. No. I just wanted the oh, songs. Love like digging. I should love digging, man. Yo, Every weekend I would go to the flea market or the um, record convention, just yeah. like pick up records, man. That was like a Every Saturday and Sunday. That I mean, film you got on your fingers or that smell of like when you're digging through records. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I, I mean, man. it wasn't like a pain in the ass, but I just think if the music's here, I'd rather just have the music. Because I was like, yo, I'm gonna pay forty dollars for this like. For this rare ass record, you, but you want and then I can fuck it yeah. up. You know what I mean? I feel what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 still, like, I still enjoy when I go to, with my mom to the swap meet, and the guys have the big ass just cases of records. I'm still there, just looking at shit. Yep. Just gives you, the, yeah. I even found that Star Wars shit I gave you. I know, yeah, for, for a dollar. <laughs> I know the Star Wars record. Oh, What's it worth? It was like 200 bucks on eBay. Really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is like 200. Never here. He goes, I already have this. I was like, ah, this is a thousand. I got doubles now. <laughs> why the fuck a record so? Why? Where did the value come? Like, what what, what happened with that I think shit? About 10 years ago? It yeah. Just started, started popping again? Started bubbling up? Yeah, yeah. because of Urban Outfitters. They start selling out fucking yeah, that was vinyl one of again. Yeah. And then they sell you the little vinyl player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. what it was. That's not why, but. Yeah. I really? mean, vinyl is outsold. Any other like medium of music for like the last five ten years? I guess it's the internet, huh? Just yeah. everyone just logging in and trying to get all the records that they never could get. Yeah, yeah. and all like that sneakers. Shit. I don't know. I don't think it's the like Urban Outfitters, bro. Like urban Outfitters. No, I mean, I mean Urban started it, but yeah, it's for the hipsters. The hipsters. It's yeah. something neat. It's old. It's it's vintage. But these hipsters aren't going on Discogs. No, they're not. Some but no. they're going to Urban Outfitters and get whatever and the fuck is there. It, yeah. Yeah. Like the fucking Thriller edition with the, with the cover on the vinyl. That's what they're getting. I don't know. But I don't know if the represses are... Do they even... Va- are there any value for represses and shit? I mean, like if it's... Not if it's, really. Yeah. Because they still make them. Yeah. If it's from like that era, like say you got like bootlegs from like back then, those, mm-hmm. are, those are worth a little bit just because like those are hard to find just like any any other like original pressing. That's How much do you think uh, your collection is worth now of vinyl? A lot. Like over that's, a mil? That's a flex. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say a mil, <laughs> but definitely. Where do you think you at? 
I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if someone gave me 10 G's right now, I'd give them the whole shit. <laughs> just to get rid of the headache? Huh? Just to get rid of the headache? Yeah, I just don't. I'm not I'm not a collector like that. Even like when I'm. You know what? I collect 45s. That's about it. Yeah. But you're not like a collector collector. At one point, I was kill- I was like going to Discog and buying a bunch of shit. But really? I, I kind of chilled out right now, but. Boogie Blind, I know he's like a 45 fucking fiend, fiend. yo. <laughs> like, he goes to Japan and blacks the fuck See, out. Yeah, that, I mean, 45s has been like the it thing for like the last couple of years. Like, yeah. people have been going exactly. in on 45s. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the easiest shit to carry, yo, right? That and just because there's like so many things on 45 that never made 12 inch presses or like just different versions of like album cuts that yeah, are yeah. only on 45. Mm-hmm. I recently copped the um, Tropical Quest scenario on 45. Oh, word? Yeah. Because I, I found that, and I heard that was hard to get. Yeah. So Is that rare? Double. I don't know. Yeah, it, it came on. Like, they come on, it came on with a few um, released, a few copies, but it's hard to get. So, like, you don't check how much this shit is? I feel like yeah. that's what all Rathacon and Ross want to do. They get these records, and then they fucking put it up on Discord. Well, the scenario was a re- reissue, so it wasn't like, uh. it wasn't the original version. But, like, the shit that Ross and them was looking for, yeah, yeah. I feel like. They want the, the original like, copies. They, are, yeah, they probably have the gold, like yeah. not even open type of shit. It's not even that, man. Everything, everything, like forty fives is like open. Yeah, everything's open. And shit like oh. that. It's not like sneakers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't come sealed. They don't yeah. come sealed. Yeah, I, I just got a a black moon forty five. Which one? I got you open. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. He was doing a forty five party on his Insta story. The other day. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know Where? No, no, no. Just at my house. I was just playing records at home. Yeah, we were just playing like, mad records. Do you play records at home? I don't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yo, that's no the first bad. time. Like, I, I was just, I was cleaning my my office, and I was just going through my records. I was like, oh shit, I forgot I had these, and I was like, fuck it, some cool shit. You just gonna play? I don't know, I dude. Know. I don't even have a fucking turntable set up in my crib, man. I do. All of you guys do. <laughs> I, I do, yeah, but yeah. I don't have that shit set up. <laughs> don't ask me how many times I use it, man. <laughs> <laughs> set up. That's fucking great. I mean, I feel like a fucking schmuck now. I don't have this fucking. <laughs> oh, you got a DJ podcast? You don't even have a DJ set up. <laughs> I practice at the club. <laughs> Tell them, Kirk. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't. I, f- I feel like all of these things. Like, I, I think they're cool. I think it's cool when motherfuckers collect that shit. But I just don't. I'm. I really don't like. Col- I don't like stuff. I don't like hoarding shit. Nah, that's understandable. Yeah. Man. Like, I really hate that shit. I. I you never did that for it. comic books. Yeah, but like, well, at a certain point, it gets too crazy. Like, I'm not that dude that. I don't. I want to be free, yo. Like, if I could just, if I could, like, honestly, man, if I could live in like a fucking, I know this sounds horrible. If I could live in like a truck, <laughs> and just and just be free, mm-hmm. and just like be able to work and do all of these things, and have an office, and and just wander the fucking world and shit like that, <laughs> I would rather do that shit than be like stuck in this one place with like three rooms of shit that I've collected in like the past. <laughs> Yeah, fucking yeah that's how like, I was as a deep, as a sneaker collector. Like it started taking over my parents' room, and I was like, okay, it's time to chill out because <laughs> it was it was getting yeah. Happened. To to me, it's just like a waste, man. And, and I I come from a clothing background of making clothes, so for me, like I just think like I get anxiety thinking about all of the stuff. Like to make more money in clothing, you have to make more clothes. Yeah. yeah. So when you start making more and more and more clothes and cre- and putting more money into all of this shit. And you're seeing all of this, like, yo, I would, sometimes we would have, like, a $5,000 order of t-shirts. Mm-hmm. 5,000 units. If they fuck up 5,000 units, what happens to all that clothes? They throw it away. Or they re- try to recycle it. Mm-hmm. But there would be times where they would fuck up, like, like tens of thousands of dollars of fabric, and then, like, it would be unusable. 
That's and crazy. that shit would give me anxiety. And it's sure. just like if you think about all these other large clothing brands and shit and how much shit they may fuck up. Like they fuck up 500 jackets. Yeah. It's like, yo, mm-hmm. now the jackets have to be thrown out or they I don't burn. know what the fuck happens to them, yo. Yeah. Yo, like that shit used to give me anxiety like a motherfucker. So like I, w- I would get scared. It's one of the reasons why I didn't want to do denim. I was oh, working yeah. on denim for like a year. And then it was just like it was such a waste of fabric and testing and developing. And I was like, this is like ruining the environment and it's just not being responsible. It's just not a responsible. We haven't figured out a responsible way to make clothing because we're destroying. the. I think making manufacturing clothing is like the number two or three uh, worst thing for the environment. Especially like fashion, Mm -hmm. fast fashion. Yeah. Well, I'm glad all that shit is like closing. Yeah. Yeah. Like fucking uh, Forever 21 is closing. Barney's uh, should have been closed. That yeah, they they're fucking they're fucking horrific. Yeah, they, Their yeah, buying is they, horrific, bro. Shit's it, crazy. Yeah. The last couple times I went into fucking Barney's, I felt like I was going into a pack sun, bro. It just looked really, really bad. Yeah, I feel like that's just the one in Vegas, though, man. I don't think I don't it's know. like that in New oh, that York, one, man. That one's gone now too. Yeah, is it? Oh yeah, yeah. they just closed uh, last month. Damn. Oh, see, yeah. Yeah. they're closing a lot down, bro. Shit's yeah. crazy. I don't know, man. I think the future in clothing. I think it's 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 weird. But anyway, back to fucking records. But and all please buy shit. our shirts next week. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be available on the website. I'm telling you, like, man, there's these. I got homies who are making clothes in there. They're moving a bunch of units, and I'm like, where the fuck? Where is all this clothes going? There's so much clothes. Mm-hmm. Is out there. Now you know. imagine when there's a Super Bowl and they have the shirts ready for both teams as champions. Where does the other team shit go? That's crazy. That's a crazy thought <laughs> yeah. right now. What do they do with those hats? Every every no, championship they, they sell them. I mean they they don't sell them. They don't sell them. They no, no, they give it to someone. They donate them. Donate is that? They donate where? them. Uh, Africa, South America. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Africa. My cousin had a, a Bills Super Bowl. <laughs> they got yeah. to do something with it. Yeah. They can't just no, throw it away. Real shit, they do. They donate them. That's crazy, bro. Funny, <laughs> back to never. <laughs> just picturing like third world countries wearing like Super Bowl fucking snapbacks and shit like that. From the other team that didn't win. <laughs> fucking crazy, yo. All right. Anyway, back to back to your life. Okay. And your Kwame outfit. Yeah. So wait, what made you want to start DJing? I mean, you was like a club kid, huh? At the time, yeah, I was. And at the time, I started going out a lot. What were you drinking? What were, I want. I want to know this. Never this eighteen-year-old never. What were you buying? The ladies. You know what? It's so fun. Well, of course, <laughs> eighteen years old. I couldn't buy. I couldn't okay, buy let's, let's get to twenty-one. So I used to know. I used to get like back in the days. They used to give like wristbands for twenty-one and over to get drinks. So people used to like rip off their wristbands and throw it on the ground. I used to pick it up, retie it up, and get drinks at the bar. Yeah. So what would you get? Yeah. My, my drink of choice back then in the days was um, Long Island iced tea. Oh, oh those are killer, God. bro. Those will fuck you up. And like before we go to the club, we used to drink like 40s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 40s are OE. OE? Yeah. Old English? You get do, to the club. do motherfuckers still drink 40s? No, because they made them out of plastic now. So are like, you serious? Yeah, yeah. they're out of plastic now. The OE's like a 32 now. It's not yeah. like a 40. Yeah. When, did that culture, when did that culture die? Of like I drinking 40s. Know, man. When the bottle popping started like 10 years ago? <laughs> I mean, I was still drinking 40s in college. I mean, we were broke college kids, but... You were like drinking a 40? Fuck yeah. King Cobras? Nah, Two dollars? OE or... Uh, we was drinking uh, OE and St. Ives. Uh, mine was... Uh, OE or Mickey's for me. OE or Mickey's. Yeah. The little green ones. The hand grenades. The hand grenades. Yeah. St. Ives was horrible. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> could you even drink that now? What? Uh, a St. Ives? They don't make it no more. Yeah, but, but could you, know, you drink we, that? Back in the days, what shit. we used to do was we would like pour half the um, St. Ives out 
and put in Hawaiian Punch, <laughs> shake it up. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, like we used to do um, That's Brass Monkey, yeah, OE and uh, Orange Juice, yeah. The hood Fucking mimosa. <laughs> Kirk doesn't know Don't any of this. No, no, we used to do Thug Passion. That's it. Okay. Yeah, Alize Hennessy. And then that's so expensive. I was so snobby. <laughs> about liquor, Damn. About <laughs> I was so snobby. I was like, nah. <laughs> Fucking rich guy over here. No. I wasn't real. <laughs> Relax. Relax. I wasn't rich. I wasn't rich, but I was Ballin', like, bro. Hennessy. How much did Hennessy go back then? Twenty something. And then a Hen- and an Alize bottle. Saying, I didn't, I didn't drink like all the time, but like if I did, it would be Thug Passion or be, or be a Corona, a Deuce Deuce. Ooh, respect, Mexican. I was a Deuce Deuce dude. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to drink. Like I feel like 40s was like garbage. Yo, I mean, yeah. That was like some time, old school bro. shit though, man. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, we was drinking that. That's fucking nasty. Drink it down to the label. We drink it up. like before we get to the club, we get nice stuff, then you get inside the club. What happened with Thug Passion? How come they don't stop? They don't stop. They don't keep selling that shit. I don't know. Play it out, man. It got played out. Tupac died. <laughs> yo, I've seen fucking people, Incredible Hulk making a comeback though. Yo, Incredible Hulk. I saw I, that also. Yeah. Yo, I'm not That's mad crazy. at Hypnotic coming back, yo. <laughs> yeah. Hypnotic got I don't know about that, crazy. man. Is the Hypnotic that. still around? I think so. Who the fuck started Hypnotic? That was a rapper's in the two thousand. Give me Tupac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> R. Kelly. R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah, it was like nasty. the rappers in the two thousand. Cisco was another one. Oh man. Remember Cisco? Wait, the what drink. was the Incredible oh, Hulk shit. again? Uh, Wait, the drink Cisco you talking about? Yeah, the drink Cisco. Yeah, that's the number drink we used to drink yeah. back in the days. Cisco. Ooh, like Thunderbird. That was like Cisco. liquid crack. <laughs> that shit was crazy. <laughs> that Cisco? That would get that you fucked up, crazy. man. That shit got you going, bro. Yo, it was this big. Yeah, it was yeah. a small bottle, but and that it, shit was It got ridiculous when they got bigger. They had. <laughs> it came up with like the 32 ounce of Cisco. <laughs> Trying to kill people. <laughs> yes! That's like the Ford Loco back then, bro. Oh, this shit was it was crazy. worse than Ford Loco, man. Yo, when I, I first started going to the clubs, I tried to like try to like I tried to look tough and like like prove my manhood that like, I was older than I was. Uh-huh. I used to order shots of Bacardi 151. What? Yo, I used that to was do a that. You were trying to too. die? I used to do that. And I used to tell the bartender, it'd be like a chick. I'd be like, yeah, you want one too? She'd be like, fuck no, I don't want that. <laughs> and at the time, I was like, ah, you guys are pussies. I forgot about that. Bacardi 151. 151. I don't even think they carry yeah, that man. shit no more. Was that like the that had the highest uh, alcohol yeah. level? Alcohol level, yeah, right? man. Hell yeah! I used to drink. I don't know. I was so dumb. I used to get so <laughs> plastered, bro. And I, I remember I was like, I almost got into a fight at fucking uh, Latin Quarters. Damn, man! Right there on ninety seven. Ninety one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was just, I was, I probably like four <laughs> shots in there, Bacardi one fifty one, yo. Yeah, we'll do it. I don't. I don't even remember what I did, but my boys were lecturing me afterwards, like, "Yo, you can't you stop that shit." Like, da, da, da. I was like yeah, my fault. I was like, "Yeah." So wait, so you was uh, you was doing a Long Island Ice Teas. Uh huh. You was out there dancing. Yeah. In your polka dots. Do the, and shit. Yeah. Wasn't that kind of like? What? I don't know. Like motherfuckers who got like, it's kind of like yo. It's like an easy target to get robbed, right? Because you're like a club kid, right? Nah. But well, coming from the Bronx, no, it didn't look like you was like kind of like a club kid. I was like, I was a club kid, and I also hung out in the hip hop clubs as well. So I was like, I was a b boy and a club kid. Okay, so a b boy and a club kid. Yeah. So you had your b boy outfit. Yeah. What was your b boy outfit? Like a Helly Hansen? <laughs> no. You no, know what? I could tell you right now. Ralph Lauren. Yeah. Okay. Polo Polo, Nautica jacket. Um, yeah. Gap, gap T-shirts. Wait, you like want to tell about? You want to tell that time you got robbed? Or yeah, I, I am <laughs> right. You want to hear? I got, I got robbed. To... They took my Nordica jacket. Oh, God. I was in. I was trying to get into this club called the World. It was like a big 
hip hop club back in the days, mm-hmm. waiting to get inside. Some kids, and then like across the street from the club was a projects. And what street was it? It was like on Second, I want to say Avenue B. So it was like LES. Yeah, no yeah. east side. So it was like I'm just chilling, waiting to get inside this club, and I don't know where some kid like snuffed me, and I hit him back, and I don't know where like a group of kids just like ran up on me, me and my boys. Everybody was running. I was running. I tripped, fell down, and they just like got me. It's like, oh, yo, no. and like, yo, give me your jacket, give me your jacket. And it was like, I somehow ripped off my jacket. I was like, yo, if I can't have you, y'all motherfuckers can't have this shit. So I ripped it up. You went on Credible Hulk on the shit. They took my wallet, so they left. And I was like, I had a black eye. I was like, fuck, man. I got fucked up. So I didn't realize this, but um, on the way back to the Bronx, my boy was like, I was with my boy. He was like, yo, man. He was like, yo. I was no, I was like, yo, my back is kind of wet. And I'm like, yo, what? Can you see my back? I got shanked in the back. Oh, shit. Damn. So I had to go to the hospital. And get stitches, stitched up. Shit! So they stabbed you. Damn! How many no, stops? They, they shanked me. What is that? Like a slice? Like no, a they had like a box cutter. Yeah. Oh shit! And it's just like boom. I got like a big scar on the back, my back right now. Let me see that shit. Nah, man, chill. Show me. <laughs> <laughs> so, of, of course, me and being trying to be like yo tough as shit, I was like, you know what? Fuck that! I'm getting that same jacket. So I went back. My sister gave me money to buy that same jacket again. So I yeah. went back to Nordica. You went and, and went, bought the same fucking jacket. And then you went to the LES, back to the same no, block. I didn't, I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a while before I went to a club after that shit, but <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, fuck that. I want that jacket. I'm buying that jacket again, man. This shit gonna happen. Again. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. What, what, what made you want to DJ? What was the defining point that one? I don't know. Well, want? yeah, I was like going to clubs. I was listening to DJs, and it was they whack. all sounded whack. And I was like, dude, I could do. What were they doing that was whack? They wasn't mixing. They wasn't mixing. It was like yeah, they wasn't Song mixing. selection. Nah, I think mixing. They wasn't mixing right. So like, the one dude. thing that DJs have improved now is that a lot of DJs can mix now. Yeah, but they suck at song selection. <laughs> <laughs> no, the song selection is dope, but it was like mixing. I was like, dude, I could fucking mix. I could do parties and shit. So, um, yeah, I was like, fuck that. I'm going to get some turntables. So I called my grandfather. I'm like, yo, can I get $1,000 so I can buy equipment? Damn. He wrote me a check. Mailed it, like the next day, he mailed out a check for a thousand dollars. What was your grandfather? <laughs> hmm? Where was he? In Jersey. Oh shit. So yeah. What I, did he do? Goddamn, spare a thousand just like that? I mean, old motherfuckers just have money. Nah, he was up, like, right? nah, he was um he he owned a bar in Jersey. Okay. Okay. He was like that. He had a VFW. Damn. What did he tell you? It's the funny thing was he was just like he didn't give you any advice. He was no, just like, he was just I like, you? yo, I'm just telling him, yo, I want to get DJ equipment. He's like, I ain't cool. Mail me a check for a thousand dollars. When the check came, I cashed it, and I went and got like p- every piece of equipment by myself. I was like taking a cab to the electronic store. Yeah, got a turntable. Came back to the house, got the mixer. Went back to the store. Got a mixer. Came back to the house. Got another turntable. Came back to the house. So I was like, I was by myself buying all this equipment. It's piece by piece. Piece by piece. Why'd you do it piece by piece? Because you couldn't carry it all at yeah, once. Yeah, it was like yeah. yeah. You so just a target did you get twelve hundreds or no? I got one twelve hundred and uh, one Gemini DJ. I mean turntable. Bell drive. The bell drive joint. The BD twelve. Yeah. So then, then I set that shit up. I was like, I even to this day I have the, I made a mix tape that night after I got the equipment, and I still have that tape. Oh, at the crib. How was it? What was on it? Um, like Edge Clan. Um, yes. To the east, my brother. To the east, my brother. To the east. <laughs> Granddaddy, are you fucking? Like 90s hip, like 1990 hip hop. That's when I got my equipment. Damn, X Clan. Yeah. Yo, big shout to uh, D- Dave Chappelle 
for putting the X Clan. Yeah, yeah. He put the X Clan shit on his at the end of his Netflix special. Yeah, yeah. He put that X Clan joint on there. That was hot. But the yeah, red, the, the black, black the, the green. green, with the key, <laughs> sissy. <laughs> Motherfuckers probably don't know what the fuck I that know, is. Right? <laughs> That's fucking crazy that I used to listen to X Clan. I know, yeah, man. And I was like I the most pro, pro black, pro black shit. Yeah. And I was over in my crib, like <laughs> to the east, my brother. To the east, my brother. To the east. That was that time, man. Yeah. Okay, so you started. So then. You were DJing, and then what were you? Were you had a job. I know you was. You I had was like a long time, history in retail. Was, at the time, I was. Um, I got a job at. Um, at first, I was working at Canal Jeans. Oh, you remember that spot in Manhattan? I've heard. I, I it was like in. Um, right? It was like in a village around NYU. Kind of close around there. Yeah, yeah. it was like on um, Broadway. Like where? Where was like that? Broadway off of Spring Street. Like where transit would be. Yeah, exactly. That was yeah, it. Yeah. that was Canal Jeans. So yeah, I was working. Transit there. was the. Old Canal Jeans? Exactly. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. After that, after Canal Jeans, I got a job at working for the city. House, I was doing janitor work for New York City Housing Authority. So I was like mopping floors. In the project? Picking up, picking up shit. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How much was minimum wage back then? Do you remember that? No, I was getting good. I had um, benefits. Okay. I had a good pay. It was, it was a city job. For yeah. a city job. For like a 23-year-old. I was so like fucking good, man. What was it? Hmm? What was it? What were you making? What was your rate? I forgot how much. No, it was, I, it, was dude, it was like every two hundred. It was like every two weeks. It was like maybe like six hundred or something. What? Twelve hundred? No, no, no. Six hundred for two weeks. Every two weeks. That's, that's so good. good. That was like that's after taxes and shit. Yeah. Damn, that's really good. Yeah. And benefits. And, and benefits. Yeah. Jeez. Holy shit! Really? And then like when you do overtime, <laughs> like, you get double. You, do you get double time what you was getting. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Time and a half. Holy fuck. So that's why he was that. always laced up in the, in the freshest polka dots. Yeah. <laughs> that's right, man. <laughs> with, the, with the colorful Doc Martin. So I was doing that, yeah. But you was telling me you wasn't even really working. Y'all were like smoking blunts and drinking Hennessy yeah. in the private. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it was like, if you could, if you knew how to get away with it, you could get away with mad shit. Like, we used to have in the morning, you used to have to like mop the floors, mop the buildings in the morning, sweep the floors, mop it. But instead of doing that, we would like find a crackhead. We'll yeah. pay him to do it. We'll be like, yo, we give you $10 or like a bottle of like e and J yeah. or something. Life hack for and real. The, and the crackhead would do the work for us. So who was your go-to crackheads? Where would you look for them? We had like, we had, no, we had ones that we worked with all the time. Everyone had one, so. <laughs> they Everyone had one? Like, they had a sh- They showed up. Got, would man. they line up in front of the project? No, no, we just, knew, we just knew it was cool with them. It was like, yo, you ready to work? It's like, yo, here. Where will you find them, though? Like, you were no, just, they, they lived there. They, lived they got the their project. own just knock on like a 13 No, beat? they'll be ready for work. They'll be like waiting outside. Like, yo, ready? They, they showed up for work every day. They had like, a job. It was like the outside of Home Depot. You just walk out of the projects and they were ready to go. My boy was They're like, pick me, pick me. This, this guy named Tyrone, he was that was Tyrone. my dude. <laughs> <laughs> like Tyrone, you ready to work? He's like, yo, what was his last name? Bingham. I don't Bingham's. know, man, but it was like he like he do a better job than me. So I was like, yo. <laughs> and then while he's working, I'd be um, I'd be in like a I don't know if I, I was cool with someone. I'd be in the apartment just chilling, just <laughs> in relaxing, the watching TV, Were you watching watching him? Jerry Springer. Were you wearing the uniform? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that was crazy. Come bro. out after just checking it out, supervising. Like, yeah, yo, exactly. You spot. Yeah, good shit, Tyrone. I mean, there's a lot. Yo, there's a lot of floors in the projects. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, twenty stories. Yeah, twenty. Yeah. So the crackhead did all twenty in like yeah. one day. <laughs> twenty yeah, minutes. You, you in one down, hour. You had to do that. You yeah. gave him ten dollars for <laughs> mopping twenty floors. <laughs> <laughs> Some fucked up shit. 
and then do the lobby. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or a bottle of E and J. Yeah. <laughs> or a bottle of E and J, Craig. Swear to God. Fucking nuts, yo. And then <laughs> Craig. <Yeah. laughs> fucking crackhead. That's man. an honest job, though. That's yeah. an honest job. He's not robbing nobody. Yeah. There was times like when I was like tired, I didn't want to do it. I was gonna be like, yo, you want to work? He that was, was like, like yeah. everyday thing. Though. It wasn't at first it wasn't. <laughs> All right, but what was the job? <laughs> now I'm curious about the job requirements. Were you required to to mop twenty floors in one day? We was required to sweep the floors. The whole shit. every day. Sweep the floors, mop the lobby, and then we would have to mop the floors like um maybe once a week. Like all twenty floors. So we do, do like, but you had to do, do like one 10, day. We do ten one day, and then we do ten the next day. Uh, and then we have to like the um, crackhead would. And do then it. his was fucked up a lot in the projects. Somebody would always shit in the fucking steps, so we had to clean Who's up the shit. Who's doing that? Who the fuck is shit? Crackheads. Tyrone. People? Tyrone. It could be Tyrone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrone. So yeah, he, man. Kept, he keep getting worked. He keeps shitting on the fucking job trainers. security, dog. <laughs> He's like, give me credit, so like, man. <laughs> So supervisor, so, so, a supervisor so never came I, out. I, I, you know what's so funny? The supervisor <laughs> was my niece's father. <laughs> he got me the job, and he knew your so scheme. So if he, if he, he, checked checked you. Well, he never knew I was doing this shit. So I had to do it on the fucking <laughs> down low. Did you but ever you, tell him? But you would no. get in so much trouble if they saw a crackhead mopping the, like the nineteen. <laughs> I think they knew. But as long as the as long as the work was done, they didn't like really fuck with us. What was the crackhead wearing? I'm just <laughs> trying to picture it in my head. <laughs> His regular clothes. <laughs> I literally. <laughs> there would be times we, we have to wear like all blue. You know, in the house, you, you have to wear blue. I gave him a shirt. Like, yo, wear the blue shirt. <laughs> and then. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you saying this? <laughs> you saying this all in your head right now? Doesn't it sound crazy though? It does not. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> This sounds like some crazy ass shit, though. Yeah. Like, if your son did this, you would be fucking fuming. I know, yeah, of course, man. <laughs> Yo, work smarter, not harder, though. Huh? Work smarter, not harder. Don't say that. That's a horrible thing. <laughs> My dumbass would have been the dude that, like, did all 20 floors in one day. Just the same time. I know, that's that's the really dumb thing about the way I was raised. See, the way I was raised, I'm not saying that you were raised fucked nah, up. No, no, no. But the way I was raised, I would have been like, you know what? I'm going to finish all 20 floors. I'm going to mop all 20 floors <laughs> Come on, in one day. And then, you know, hopefully they'll get me a raise. But it was like, you have to, to do all that shit. And also, you have to, like, clean the compactors. But <laughs> everybody, everybody shoot the, um, throw the garbage in the, yeah. um, and shoot. So, yeah, you had to, like, fucking bag it up. Jesus so that Christ. was like the worst part of the job. Damn, <laughs> that's why, I that? and I had to do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's why they gave you six hundred every two weeks. Yeah, but that was that's a lot of money after taxes, bro. It at was, that time, too bad. Nah, it wasn't bad at all. Fuck, man. So Especially after my at my age, yeah. So you were DJing while you were doing it. I started DJing while I was working at housing. Mm. But then you told me you were working at like Banana Republic. Yeah, and shit. I was doing that also. Damn. Like Meanwhile, the crackhead was clean. He was doing banana. Yeah, I was like <laughs> vesting up for my job at Banana Republic. <laughs> <laughs> and I worked and like I worked at housing from like nine to five. Get changed to go to Manhattan. I worked at the um, one on Columbus Avenue on Seventh Street. And from six to ten I worked in Banana Republic. Wait, which one did sales. you work at? Um seventieth in Columbus Avenue. Wow. I mean that's close to where yeah, I, I know, yeah. I, I, that's from I was on ninety seven. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. So I was doing that, and while I was doing that, that's when I started DJing, like doing clubs. 
And then But you were doing shady shit at Banana Republic too. Uh, I'd rather not talk about that. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Jesus. I'm not gonna blow, I'm not gonna blow a spot up. I used to do some yeah, I do some fucked up shit there. Yeah. 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 I got away with it, never got caught. <laughs> Knock on wood. Statue of limitations. Yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Once Banana Republic goes down, you're gonna be able to tell that story now, right? <laughs> yeah, the whole yeah, the whole like he had a whole like yeah, that's a triple shift. Uh, like empire. He had a little empire going on. <laughs> Never. I want to hear this after the fucking we turn this shit off. God damn. Never was like a small time fucking gangster just paying oh. crackheads to do his work. <laughs> At 24, 25, he was killing. He it. had a banana republic empire. Like, uh, small fucker. <laughs> All right, now what was you, uh, when you started DJing? What was like your first residency where you just um, I started doing parties like in um, like downtown. Um, How'd you get think. this though at that time? You know what? When um, I used to hang, like I said, I used to hang out downtown. I used to hang out, go to um parties, doing like Bill Specter. Yeah, he was like a big time promoter at the time in New York. Huge, so huge. Yeah, I used to go to his parties, and his parties is fucking dope. That's when I first met uh, Mighty Mind. Cause oh, Mighty Mind used to be shit. his like his DJ's main DJ. And he's, I was like, dude. So one night after his party, I ran into, I met Bill. I was like, yo, my name is DJ Nev. I won't, I won't even think I was going by Nev at the time. I was like, DJ Evan. It's like, yo, I would love to DJ one of your parties, man. And he was like, man, cool. He was just like, yo, also, what type of music you play? I'm like, yo, I'm a hip hop DJ. He was like, yo, if you want to be a, a fucking DJ, you want to do parties, you got to fucking know how to play everything. Hip hop, reggae, R&B, house, rock. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, shit, all right, cool. So from there, that's when I, I started to, like, incorporate all that shit into my set. And then I was doing, like... What year was this? 95? 95. 95, 96. So then I started doing, like, bars in downtown on 14th Street. How did you get that? You just went to the bar? And I get was, like, hanging out with people, and they was like, yo, let's do a party. So we would go to the bar be like, yo, if you bring in so-and-so amount of people at the bar, yeah. can we do that? And he was like, yeah. So y'all were doing that still at that time, huh? Yeah. So at one of those parties I was doing, one of Bill Spector's boys on um, Tony Montana, I don't know if you remember. Yeah, he's I remember a promoter. Tony Montana, yeah. He was like, I was playing like hip hop and doing it Led Zeppelin and um, ACDC. He was like, yo, man, you're pretty dope, man. He's like, yo, I want to book you at one of our parties. So I'm like, bet. So that was like one of the first times I like started to like blow cross up, over. Cross over. So I did their party. Um, Break down what what a Bill Spector party and a Tony Montana party was because it, the downtown scene, like they're definitely different from an uptown. Yeah, exactly. Club, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like definitely, it's definitely. It was like a mix mixture of more white people. It was like a mixed crowd. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was bougie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I started doing it. Like that's one of the first times I like started to like get my name out there, and I was doing one of their parties, and I ran into um, this. DJ, everyone knows by the name of Mark Ronson. <laughs> he came up to you, he was like, yo, dude, I love your fucking, I love what you're doing, man. Would Mark, you want- Mark came up to him and was like, remember when I used to mop the 24? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yo, man, would you want to, would you like to open for me at um, this party I was doing at New Music Cafe? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Did you so, know who he was or did you hear I, about I knew, him before? Everybody, yeah, everybody knew of him. I never met him who before. Who were the but big DJs him. at that time? Mighty Mai. Mighty Mai and Stretch. And stretch, yeah. Those Mark, like Mark was up and coming, and Mark was like right up there. And you had Jules. Um, what do you mean, Jews? DJ Jules, like, like Jewish? No, Jews. 
Jules. 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 He okay. like he um he moved to Hawaii. He started um, working for Stussy. Oh, I never. You probably know of him, but he was like a big DJ at the time also. So yeah, there was like those are like the top guys. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so Mark was like, so this party Mark was doing like all the hip hop heads was like coming to it, like Jay Z, Biggie, Buster. Oh shit! Damn. So that was like my first time like experiencing like seeing like all these hip hop heads at at a club. And you were opening for him? Yeah. Damn. So that was like kind of my start. Oh Damn, shit! Damn, that's great. Yeah. Shit. So, so then when you did that party with Mark. Mm-hmm. Did he? St- did he? Were you like his go-to guy for opening? It was like I was like I opened it for a couple of times, and after that, I stopped doing it with him. But I was still doing parties for Bill and them, Bill and Tony. Yeah, yeah. And they was doing like the biggest parties in the city at the time. And Mark and uh, Mighty Mind was like their top DJs, go-to DJs. Right. So whenever even them was out of town, they would call me to fill in for them. So you were doing all the Bill Specters, all the Tony Montana's, exactly. And shit like that. Yeah. What yeah. was? And then. What were they playing like? All hip hop, like. But then you put in some Blondie. Then, no, then I put in Blondie, some R and B. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, were you doing like time frames of sets, or were you mixing everything up? Never. I would start it off with like um eighties R and B. Okay. Then you go into the new hip hop, and then you go back to like the eighties R and B, and it was like kind of back and forth. But it wasn't that open format style where you dipping and then, in everything. A little bit. A little bit. It was, yeah. So like let actually let's break down the night of in New York how it would work out because mm-hmm. you would have to do the whole night right yeah so you would start at ten thirty mm-hmm. and then you would end at like four yeah so like ten thirty you would get there you would start playing like George George Benson give me the night give me the night um Charlemagne night to remembers um, yeah shit like that uh rising to the top rising to the top outstanding um, Mary Jane girls all night long so all of these classics Love you would them. play from ten thirty to like. 1130 11 12. 12 exactly yeah. and then you'd start dropping like like biggie swv <coughs> now like a little bit more like or was that later in the 2000s it was, it was not it was a little bit of swv yeah mary j blige of course was yeah. it like top 40 records like in that time like at the time record. it wasn't considered top 40 okay it was just like it's r&b, R&B and hip-hop yeah. yeah you always you always started in the night with r&b and then you didn't really drop any hip-hop to like 12 31 i would say yeah, one o'clock nah, right exactly. yeah no nah, 12 31 between that yeah. time yeah so like one o'clock you would start dropping like all the all, all the bangers the, at the all time. the bangers yeah but then you would circle back around one thirty or two mm-hmm. to like up tempo Michael Jackson. Exactly, yeah. Um, like all the disco dope, yeah. prime time records, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, even some eighties like Sweet Dreams and yeah, all that d- shit. Like mm-hmm. you do all the dance shit like, like around like one thirty. Genius of Love, yeah. um, New Shoes, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Like the big, big, big like eighties like, like club disco and seventies and eighties records. Yeah, exactly. At that time, what time was prime time? Was it two o'clock? One thirty? Oh, it was like two, like yeah, like one thirty yeah, like to one thirty three. Yeah, not like one thirty. Like but no, o'clock. no. But then like two o'clock. But like if you went to, you could like in New York. This was the thing. If you DJ till two and didn't play one big hit, mm-hmm. and then you know, yo, I got these motherfuckers till four thirty. Yeah, and that was the thing. It was like, yo, I'm gonna. You would stretch out the classics to maybe one o'clock, mm-hmm. or like the R and B shit. Yeah. And then you would stretch it out to one, and then you'd be like, I'm, I'm going to give them a little taste of some, like, hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go back to 80s, and by 2 a.m., I'm going to be like, all right, now I'm going to drop, like, like, it with all, the bad, drop all, all the All the bad boy, all the Rockefeller and shit. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, you would just kill them. Like, mm-hmm. the prim- I, that's why I was saying primetime would be 2 a.m. Yeah. You could just murder that shit. Yep. That's because remember back in the day, no one would show up till sometimes one. Yeah, exactly. I was going to ask that. Did, did you guys ever, were able to keep a crowd not playing the hits till two? Yeah. 
Okay. That's what I was saying. Like, that was the thing. Like, if you knew how good a DJ was, if they were, like, holding out till 2 a.m. And the, and the room was just still popping, you know? Yeah. That's why, like, uh, when I came to Vegas, it was such a different mentality because they just wanted you to just. By 12 o'clock, you, like, like hit them with the hits. You hit them with the hits. Just hit them with the hits. And I was like, yo, it's. So like, I used to get in trouble. It's like, dude, I'm trying to hold off. It's like, no, 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 do it now. I do it now. I play the hits. I'm like, yeah. All right. That's crazy. It's, it's just the mentality. I don't know. Like, do you, do you think? <coughs> I don't know. I don't know what the mentality was. I don't know. The fast pace. Call it, yeah. I, I could have been the fast. I, I can't front, man. Like, motherfuckers drink a lot earlier out here. Yeah, I mean. Like, motherfuckers are plastered by 10 at And also, at the yeah. time, there wasn't, like, there wasn't no fucking bottle service. Everybody was just chilling at the bar getting drinks. Yeah. So everything was like dance floor. Everyone was dancing. Everybody was chill. Like you say, you see every hip hop artist just hanging out with just the regular. And they would be in the crowd, so there was no yeah, VIP exactly, section. There's no yeah. tables. When did that shit start? The VIP's life. Yeah, I think club so. life, like in, right? Like, maybe like ninety nine, yeah, two thousand. We spoke about that before. That that was like one of the first VIP shits in yeah, ninety nine, no. two thousand. I couldn't get in. <laughs> I got in. <laughs> <laughs> Never got in. I barely got into spa, <laughs> yo. I was like, I, just, I don't know how I got into spa. Uh, so wait, so then you started doing all these parties. Mm-hmm. I met you in 2002? I think so, yeah. No, 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 2000. 2002. Even one and two. Two. Okay, after, so it was two, yeah. After 9-11. Yeah, after 9-11. Okay, yeah. I started mm-hmm. working. Yeah, yeah. Give you guys a good. Yeah. It was after 9-11. I started doing light. Mm-hmm. Which was light was like a ultra lounge there. Paris Hilton used to go there. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was Andrew Sasson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Andrew Sasson. And Lizzie Grum- Liz Grumman, right? Yeah. She was like, a, she helped, she was dating Andrew at the time. So but she, she was helped like helping bring a lot of celebs there, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that, that shorty actually ran over somebody in the and Hamptons. In the Hamptons right? conscious That was a big huh? thing back then. I in heard New about York. that. You heard about that? I heard about the run over. Yeah. Liz, Lizzie Grumman. Lizzie Grumman. Grumman. Yeah. And then she was ousted for a second, right? She was like gone a nah, little really, bit. She, like, yeah, she laid low for a minute. Yeah. Mm. But that's fucking nuts. Anyway, <laughs> so you was like kind of the, the premiere joint at that time? Well, it's funny. Well, after before I started DJing for Andrew, that he, actually I was DJing at this spot called Belmont Lounge mm-hmm. on, I think, 15th Street. And Lizzie Grumman, one of her workers, came up to him. He was like, yo, his name is Ross. He was like, yo, man, you're a dope DJ. Lizzie Grumman was going to start doing this party at Jet 19. And I think you'd be a dope DJ to do it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. So that's when I first started DJing for Light Group. Mm. So I did this party. Party lasted like three weeks. After that, the party died. But um, Andrew was there that night. He was just like, yo, man, you want to continue working here? And I was like, yeah, all right, cool. So from there, I went from Jet 19 to Jet Lounge. Then I started doing the Hamptons. Yeah. And I feel like that's when I started to like, get my name out there when I was doing the Hamptons. Because at the time, there was like no open format. No hip-hop going on in the Hamptons. In New York, like, I just remember in New York, if you went to the Hamptons, you were getting big money. Like, big money, and it, w- it just seemed like the most rock star shit in New York. It sounds like That's it. That's the summertime shit, right? Yeah, yeah the Hamptons. Yeah. Even when, mm-hmm. when I was yeah. there, that yeah. was, like, the city would empty out and everybody would want to go exactly, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to the Hamptons. But still. it started getting whack in the late I feel 2000s. Like yeah, like around 2003. It became, like, Jersey Shore-ish, right? Yeah. A little, like, kind of bridging, I don't know what the fuck. It mm-hmm. just came real douchey or some shit, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But so you were doing the Hamptons. Oh, here's a crazy story. When I was doing the, first started doing the Hamptons, I was doing Thursday night, which was a local night. So I would fl- um, take the Jitney after housing. I would go get the Jitney. So the Jitney was a shuttle. 
Yeah, it was that, a Mastodon. Yeah, it sounds like a boat. Oh, Jitney, yeah, it was a it was a bus. Jitney is a bus shuttle that would drive from like Forty Second Street or like what was the pick I, I called it. I got it at Eighty Sixth Street. Eighty Sixth Street, and it would go to. It would make those stops to, and I think Forty Second was the last stop. And it would go to Long Island. It would. It yeah. was like a three hour drive, yeah. right? Yeah. So I get Hamptons is not close. I know. <laughs> so like I said, I get off of work at housing four o'clock, go home, change, catch like a five thirty bus to the Hamptons, get to the Hamptons like around eight thirty. Then I DJ that night, the whole night from 10 to 4. Mm-hmm. After I'm finished there, I get to Jitney, the bus, and come back into the city, 7.30, go to my house, change, and then I go to work at 8 o'clock. A housing? Yeah. Shout out to Tyrone. Crazy, yo. Exactly, yeah. That's why you paid the crackhead to do all that Exactly, shit. yeah. 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 <laughs> and that was like the first year I was doing the Hamptons. The second year, even crazier, I would do the same thing, but I would have to go back to the Hamptons Friday night. So I would go work Friday in housing, and then I would just go back to the Hamptons Friday night and DJ the whole weekend. At what point were you like, fuck the housing shit, let me get this DJ money more? Um, after, before 9-11. Okay. It was like- 2001? That, that summer of 2001, that's when it was like, yo, you know what, I'm making all this money. I only, I, I just like quit housing. I was just like, fuck, I don't need this shit no more. And then I got scared because after I quit, that's when 9-11 happened. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, I wasn't working for a minute. <laughs> oh, it got cold. Yeah. Everybody. Well, did it get cold? Did it? I mean, I mean a, lot of, yeah, a lot of clubs like closed down. It was like, oh, shit. And especially in the city. So I was just like, oh, shit. I picked the wrong time to quit housing. <laughs> did you go back to housing? No, I didn't. <laughs> but no, nah, things picked up. So from there, it was back to where it was. But it took a while. I think, I think it picked up after like fucking four months or so, like the top of the year. Nah, maybe like two months, whatever. But yeah. Yeah, but it was crazy because like when he... When he started doing the Hamptons, and then they, and then there was talks about opening their first club, Light in Vegas, yeah. in the Bellagio. Mm-hmm. I just started, yeah. so I was filling in all the nights he couldn't do. Mm-hmm. So they would be like, I would first times I would, first couple times I worked there, mm-hmm. they were like, oh, never, never this, never <coughs> this, never that, never does this, never does that. So I didn't even know who the fuck he was. But they would always talk about you as the resident, and I was filling in for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, when I finally met you, I, I like listened to you DJ, and I was like, damn, this dude is like flawlessly going through genres. And I didn't really know much about rock mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then plus, like, I didn't have the advantages of like growing up in a family that was playing like, you know, Sly and the Family Stones and like Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't grow up to the music. I would just hear it outside, like, mm-hmm. you know, my building or whatever, you know? Yeah. So I had to do all the research and yeah. really look I mean, for yeah, the music. I mean, yeah, I was luckily, luckily, I grew up on all that music, so I knew yeah. everything. So it, was, it wasn't yeah, like my I had mom to do was, research. Uh, my mom was listening to like opera and like weird Korean shit, you know? <laughs> so like, I would like, uh, I had to do a lot of research to get to, to hear yeah. all that music. Mm-hmm. But like, when I would hear Never, I'd be like, damn, he's like, and I was like, yo, I got to be like this motherfucker. Like, he's doing the Hamptons. He's actually flying to Vegas and da-da-da-da and doing mm-hmm. all of this shit. Yeah. But you would go to the, You would tell me some crazy... Is, is the Hamptons where you met Eddie McDonald? No, actually, I was when I was doing Jet 19, I met Eddie. Because I think he was doing like a Friday night. Mm-hmm. And I was doing... I forgot what night I was doing. But yeah, yeah. that's when we got cool. We talk, We started talking. And then my second in the Hamptons, me and him would do the, the night together. Like, we did Fridays and Saturdays. I would do start off with hip hop, then he would end the night with house. Yeah. Mm. So. So he was the house DJ, and I was the hip hop DJ. Because he used to split that. And then hip hop was like the opening, because at the time, like I said, they wasn't really playing hip hop in the Hamptons, Mm -hmm. especially at those clubs like Jet. What was it? Jet um, Lounge. Lounge. 
Was it not Jetties? I'm sorry. It was Jetties. Jetties. So yeah, they was doing no hip hop. So that was kind of new to them. So I would do hip hop from 10:30 to 12:30. Then Eddie was do house the rest of the night. And then you guys would sleep in the club? No, we would like sleep in wherever we could sleep at. Yeah. We would like find anybody who houses. I don't know. Eddie knew more people than me, so we was like fucking sleeping on people's sofas, the floors, like. <laughs> We was like bums in the Hamptons, but <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like fun though. It was. It sounds like college. They had the worst DJ booth, remember at oh, Jetties? Man. Yeah, man. They what would. You, you would have to crawl to get in. So like it was the DJ booth, and then there was a hole that you had to crawl through. Oh, I had to do one of those recently. It was really. <laughs> it, it was like the most demeaning shit ever because was, I think man. I was like talking to a shorty. I went. I was doing the Hamptons. Uh-huh. I she was a waitress there, or we was we was just talking, and then I had to go to the bathroom and I had to crawl out, and then just she just looked at me like, "What are you, you doing? Fucking what, like, yeah, you fucking, <laughs> fucking animal? Like you fucking hands on you? You're on all fours walking oh, out? It was like the most. And <laughs> the then when dog? you had records, you had to like it was like impossible. It I was know, like man. yeah, it was like fucking hard duty. But um, it was fun as fuck though. I, I I had a great time out there when I was doing it. I can't even imagine what kind of shit you were doing in the Hamptons, man. It was a lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> so then, fast forward. No, man. <laughs> uh, so then, you was doing the Hamptons, and then you opened Vegas. No, Eddie opened Vegas. Oh. And here's the funny thing. is like, Eddie opened Vegas, so when he left for Vegas, at the time, like I said, they wasn't doing hip-hop in the Hamptons. So they tried to do me with this other DJ. Like, I do the hip-hop, and this other DJ would do the house. But the other DJ sucked. He was... He was horrible. So they was like, yo, just let Never do the whole night. I think he could do house. Like, he can mix it up. So that year, that was like 2002. It was like, that was like the first year I did the night by myself. So Did they give you more money? Yeah. And you know what's so funny? I was doing, I was doing Thursdays and Saturdays. And you know, the Friday night DJ was um, Omar Galeano. Really? That's the OG. <laughs> <laughs> and I never, I, I met him once, but I didn't really know him at the time. He was like a chubby raver kid at yeah. the time, right? <laughs> chubby raver kid? Yeah. yeah. Probably had fat ass fingers. So so he was doing House Fridays and I was doing like the little. <laughs> fucking insane. <laughs> Hip hop. Mitch on Saturdays, but yeah. So wait, wait. You had to learn all the house music, right? Actually, I learned it from Eddie. So just listening to him, seeing what records well, he played. He was working at this record store called um, Beyond Bass. Yeah, so yeah. I would go there. I'd be like, Yo, Eddie, you got to um, hook me up with like the latest house house records, which is big in the clubs. And he would like give me like all of everything that was banging at the time. And from yeah. there, I just learned how to like mix in the house and the hip hop. It's so crazy now that like I, I think about it back then when we would just go to record stores and be like, yo, you go to the house section or you go to the house record, the vinyl shop. And you'd be like, yo, I need like all the bangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a dude would just. Exactly. Yeah. They would literally just pick all the bangers and just know. give it to you. give you the set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Be like, yo, put it in order. So yeah, Eddie like definitely helped <laughs> out. What was the, the big songs back then with the house? Uh, like, music Sounds Better. Lady, Mojo. Lady, Mojo. Um, uh, my name Van Hoden. Uh, you Don't Know Me Now? Yeah. Uh, oh, man, what else? Oh, man. Uh, one More Time. Oh, yeah, for, for real? Yeah. That was the time? Yeah. I guess so. That was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's right after Music Sounds Better. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's a great era for house, though. It was, man. That was yeah. a dope era so for house. house. That, I remember. that Whitney Houston shit, You Know Me, then. Oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I don't care anyway. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that yeah. was big at the time. 
It was the fuck. Whose remix was it? Oh, shit, man. I, I know what you're thinking about. It, 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 it was the and he did the Tony Braxton remix. Yes. It, no. 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 Um. What's that shit? Oh, the Deborah Cox. There we go. Yeah. yeah. The Deborah Cox That's remix. That's the one. Yeah. Oh, I, I gotta find out now. <laughs> Even if we have to and pause you this. Tell me. You I gotta find to out who it was. Nobody's supposed to be here. That's yeah, it. Yeah. That's the one. Nobody's supposed to be here. Yep. Who? Wait. Well, who's the remix though? Hector. Hector. Hex. Hector. Hex. Hector. He did the Whitney Houston one also. Yeah. Those, 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 are, those are like those the biggest songs at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember playing that shit. So yeah, that was like. So at what point did you come out here? Did they like? Oh, this. So like when light opened in Vegas, they was trying out all these DJs. Everybody they was bring, <laughs> they was bringing out to Vegas kind of bomb. So I think Andrew finally heard me do um, the Hamptons in that summer, two thousand two, and he was just like, "Yo, right, this DJ got better." He was like, "Yo." And he finally brought me out here in like October of that year. So mm-hmm. I'll never forget, I came out here and I was ready to DJ. And um, there was a DJ that was like um, opening. Mm-hmm. I think it was his night. And he didn't know that there was another DJ DJ. Who was it? He was like, yo, who are you? And I'm like, yo, um, never, man. Um, I'm the guest DJ tonight. He was like, who booked you? And I was like, um, Andrew, the <laughs> club owner. He was like, all right. So he gets on, he plays like all the hits. And he like kind of burned me. So I was like, fuck. So he gets he gets off, he plays whatever, all the hip songs. So at the time, no DJ in Vegas is playing like rock. Yeah. So I did like I was doing hip hop and rock, and everybody was like going crazy. It was like, oh shit. So So it backfired on him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking loser. He brought that New York. <laughs> exactly, yeah. that New York style to the Vegas. New York style, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then after that, there was like, yo. They brought me back the next month. So they called it they started bringing me back like once a month to DJ in Vegas. So they weren't doing the A C D C sets? Not really. This is two thousand two. Um yeah, two thousand two. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they weren't doing the A C D C Sweet Child of Mine, mm-hmm. all the of that shit. The blur. In the club had just came out. Oh, so that was like the biggest song at the time. Yeah. So then you were doing light, and mm-hmm. then they were like, yo, we got to bring this motherfucker out. No, the funny thing was they kept bringing me out here, and I kept losing gigs in New York. And they're going to because cricket. promoters, yeah, promoters are like, yo, man, you're not here. We need a, a DJ that's gonna be in, um, available all the time. You like out of town, so I started losing gigs in New York. So mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, fuck it. So at one point when I was going to, I was in Vegas. I was talking with Andrew, and I was like, yo, if I was decided to move out to Vegas, can I be a resident DJ at Light? Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah. So I was ready to make that move, but I got into it with. Um, <laughs> So that night I was DJing, I got into it with one of the hosts at the club. Okay. Who happens to be Sean Christie. <laughs> <laughs> Who's like now the fucking head of MGM. The head of MGM at yeah. the time. He was like a, I think he was like a manager or whatever. But um I was playing in the club for like the um during the night I was playing in the club like maybe three times during that night. Like back to back or like throughout the whole night? Throughout the whole night. Okay. The third time he comes to the booth, he takes the record off the needle. Grab the record uh, and, yeah. and runs away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, like, it was like, so it was like, yeah, the it was like that. And it was like, oh shit. So I had to like grab another record and put it on. And me and him got into it. We almost fought in the fucking stairways of, um, stairway of like. <laughs> that, that long one. Yeah. Okay. So they booked, it was like, we didn't fight, but it was just like, fuck it. I'm not moving out to Vegas. So then like a month went by and nobody in ever called me back to apologize whatever. <laughs> And I was like not working as much as I was. So I was like, fuck, man. So I was like, I called them. I was like, yo, um, 
is this is this still cool if I moved out to Vegas? Do I still have work out here? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, we like you. Come out. So yeah. So then after that, that's when I moved out to Vegas. And you and uh, Sean Chrissy squashed that shit. Yeah, <laughs> we squashed <laughs> They're it. They're friends now. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever get your Daft Punk record back? <laughs> no, no, it was on uh, Fifty uh, in oh, the club. Oh, in the club. My bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then you moved out here, and, and, and my original plan was to um, only DJ out here that um, springtime. Yeah, because I moved out here in April, so I wanted to like DJ for a few months, then go do the Hamptons that summer. But I don't know where they came out with a contract. They was like, "Yo, um, we want you here for the year." So mm. I just signed the contract. Like, fuck it, I just. Is that when you got the bonus? No, okay. it's this is the first time I ever heard of DJs getting a contract too, right? Yeah, I didn't hear of that. I was like, that wasn't like a thing that happened. So like, even when I tried out and they gave me a contract, it was a scary thing because it was like you don't know about it. No, well, like I just never. It was dope, but it was at the same time it was like a new a new thing that was happening because we always got paid by cash. Exactly, yeah. Or yeah. we got a check, we mm-hmm. sent the invoice, yeah. but it wasn't like yo, like you have a contract, and if this contract, if you breach this contract, like you can't work anywhere. And blah, Quick blah, question: blah. Did you guys get any benefits, or was it like no, a, no, it's no an independent salary? contractor? But it's the, not salary. The contract was guaranteed work three nights a week. Okay, at a certain rate. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So at the time they had just opened the lounge um, caramel at the Bellagio. Okay. So I was DJing at light maybe twice a week and caramel once a week. It was mm-hmm. you and Eddie, right? Yeah. So me and Eddie was like rotating. He was like the only DJs that was really on the YouTube. Yeah. Were motherfuckers hating on you here in Vegas when y'all first came out here? Probably. I'm like, not sure, man. Like look at these New York motherfuckers. I don't, maybe. A little bit. I think so, man. Like I couldn't hear bit, the yeah. broke boys. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hear the broke boys. Too. And that was, I, I totally understand, too. It's like, yo, how are these fucking New York DJs coming to Vegas and they doing these clubs? Yeah. So, maybe. Uh, I feel like that stigma always sticks around, though. It's still here, man. It's still here. <laughs> it is still here. Trust I me. I get buddy. it. I completely get it. But at the same time, it's like, that's not what like moves shit forward. I know, yet. yeah. But you guys at Light, you guys had like the old rain knob mixer yeah. you didn't have one a fader no there was no fader it yeah. was yeah. like the knob Not the rotary yeah. I mean, so it's all rotary knobs yeah. on uh and i think i, I told the story before um when I, I was um they had am as a guest dj this is before this is like big am like fat am yeah. fat am he came i didn't even know who this guy was it was like yo we got this guest dj he's like the biggest dj in la there's am i'm like all right cool so he comes on and he sees the um rotary he's just like yo i can't dj this shit man i need a crossfader so he tried to DJ for like maybe 20 minutes. He was just like, yo, I can't do this shit, man. That's weird. Yeah. Was that hard for you to adapt? No. no, that's, what the, no. that's what we had in we New York. We had it in New oh, York okay. at so the time also. Oh, okay. The big 19 inch right? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I was able to like scratch, move it back and forth. Yeah. That's crazy. When I see Rocktacon scratch on his knob, I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, on the rotary knob? Yeah. yeah. There would be certain places that you would go. Like, the, honestly, the bigger the club, the more likely they didn't have a fader. Yeah, exactly. Right, like so. If you had like a big mega club, like a big room, like uh, uh, Roxy, uh huh, okay, or yeah, like, like Tunnel, um, Envy, yeah, all these like big clubs. A lot of the time, they didn't have a fader. Mm-hmm. They had all knobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all of these hip hop DJs that were rocking out all of these parties, they were rocking that shit out on like rotary knobs. Even right? like. Flex in the tunnel. I mean, cause yeah. like yeah, because like most of the clubs, they wasn't built for hip hop DJs. It was made for like house DJs. Yep. And house DJs use the knob more than the crossfader. Also, the sound system, the, the sound yeah, is the way sound better on yeah, the fucking all those better. mixes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're not gonna put a Vestax in there. Exactly. It's sound yeah. like shit. Yeah. 
So like they use all the rotary knobs. Mm-hmm. That's great. But yeah. like when you heard those motherfuckers, the way they, the thing is this: when you have like, and we were, I, I don't know, I was on Twitter and they were talking about S nines and all of this like equipment and stuff like that. All of these things are like dope. Yeah. And I think they're fun, but I think sometimes they're a distraction. And when you limit the amount of capabilities you can do, and you focus on the music and the selection, and how you mix shit in, mm-hmm. it. You really kind of just focus on the party a little bit more. No, exactly, man. And when you have all of these like effects and all of these it's things like, you do, it you, distracts you, you from don't actually need all that shit, man. It actually distract. I feel like it distracts you from engaging with the audience. Mm-hmm. But the, it it be what it does is it it evolves into the DJ being a, a performer. Does that make sense? Instead yeah, of does. the DJ being a DJ mm-hmm. with an S nine with doing routines, mm-hmm. it becomes more of like this kind of musician performer it's like a a show exactly yeah and that i get and that i respect but at the same time if you're losing a room Mm -hmm. and you're getting paid to dj a room i think it's a distraction and i think a big part of that too is that you see there's some djs that can do that like a dope performance like on the s9 or whatever yeah there's so many more bad djs that are trying to do it and they're doing it terribly exactly Yeah. yeah it reminds me of the mashup era yeah, when it's mm-hmm. like it was very rare to have a good mashup, but then all of these, every like all these nightclubs in America wanted mashup DJs. Mm-hmm. So then they just started like literally booking anybody, and everyone just started calling themselves a mashup DJ. I know, yeah. And then it was just horrible. Like you would hear these dudes DJ, and you're like, why are they playing? Why are they why are they mixing? Like I think like Tipsy would Tipsy anything with Tipsy drums, they would put Tipsy drums I mean, the, on everything. The biggest was um, Tipsy over the rent. The song from Rent? Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> they would, yeah, from the musical. Yeah. Rent. The musical yeah. Rent, yeah. 500 million. 500 yeah. Da, 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 tipsy drums? But you know why, right? <laughs> I want to hear People that, blame though. that shit you on... You never heard that before? Nah. People blame it on AM. Yeah, he used to he do did. the... Yeah, I remember that mix. I remember Rathacon used to hate that shit. It was the Oasis into the Rent. Yeah, he did no. there. And then Who he was the Oasis with the Super Duck yeah, drums. Yeah, with that drums, and then they were going to the rent. Yeah, I've heard and he'd that. go to the rent, and then he would play Tipsy over it. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Rattacon used to hate that shit. He used to be like, this is fucking, uh, fucking horrendous. This is but it was big at the time. I mean, like, everybody loved it. I, I remember this, like, yo, everything had a Tipsy drums, remember? I know, yeah. Every, they would put it over everything, <laughs> yo. Yeah, I remember, I remember like that. It was a horrible era, yo. Yeah. But, uh, fuck, man. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Um, just getting to Vegas. Yeah, the rotary mixer. Yeah, the oh, rotary, rotary mixer. Yeah. yeah, the AM. I mean, yeah. So yeah, I was doing Vegas. There was a couple of DJs that fucking would flip out and be like, "Holy shit!" At the rotary mixer, yeah. it wasn't just AM. Nah, it was. I remember you telling that. me like Hurricane, right? That was. I think Eddie told you that story, but yeah, that was another DJ. That yeah, was yeah. Like there was like a few of motherfuckers that yeah. would come mm-hmm. up and do that. Yeah, that was like something that I think a lot of New York motherfuckers took pride in, though. That West Coast DJs couldn't. Uh, now I'm looking like I'm shit. I mean, but Hurricane, but Hurricane's from New York, but but yeah, a lot of motherfuckers couldn't do both. Yeah. They couldn't do rotary and all of that yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. You could actually tell like how seasoned or how how a, a DJ, what kind of rooms and what kind of clubs he was doing mm-hmm. if he knew how to rock a party with rotaries. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of like, oh, you don't know how to rotaries? It's like, you you haven't been doing clubs, man. Mm-hmm. It was just like that kind of thing. Yeah. It was like, if no, you knew I how to do it, you were just kind of, and that's why like, I would go in these rooms and I'd be like, fuck, rotaries? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, I can't sound and I can't act like, I don't know how but to do this. But you know, my thing was, I just wanted to DJ. So it was just like, fuck it. I gotta, yeah, you I gotta, gotta figure it out. I'm gonna figure this shit out and make it work. 
Well, when was the first time Kruger came out here and listened to you? When I you didn't listen to him. Nah, you never. You never came out and visited him and like never. No, I you came, came out one I time to hang out. Try out. We no, no, no. You came out before, but um, I think I wasn't DJing at the time. You was working at some company, and you had like a company trip. Was that? The, was that really? That was like the first time you came out here. Yeah. No. You didn't try out yet, because when you first came out here, I still I didn't have my house yet. I think I was in the process of like trying oh, to get I you stayed out at your here. crib. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I stayed at your, your apartment. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because he was helping me out in New York. So he, I was staying there at his crib, and you had to go do something. I forgot what the I, fuck it's you It's funny. At the time, I was looking, um, looking at houses. Yeah, he was and looking I, at and houses. And then he's like, yo, I'll be right back. And I was like, he left, and I was at his crib alone. And I was like, yo, I want to get never a gift. So I said, I'm going to get him some sneakers because he's like a sneakerhead. So I went in his bedroom and in his closet, and I started looking for his sneaker size, Sorry. and it never came back in. <laughs> <laughs> and never was like looking at me like, "What the fuck are you doing <laughs> in my bedroom closet?" And I looked mad shady. I was like, "Yo, what's up, man?" I was just looking for the bathroom. I forgot no. what I said. Look at the bathroom, but these but shoes no came out of nowhere. <laughs> By the way, I still have those sneakers. Yeah. Do you remember what they were? They were Nike. They were Air Force Ones. Which ones? The patent leather navy. The right? navy blue with the rest. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, those are dope. Yeah. But I remember I got them those, yeah. and then I explained myself later, and you were like, <laughs> hey, "I was wondering what the fuck you were doing in my crib, like nah, yeah. you was looking at my shit." I always thought, like, "Damn, he thinks I'm a shady motherfucker." <laughs> nah. But uh, yeah, so then you got your house. I had my house, and here's the thing: um, at the time, um, they opened Jet, and it was like looking for like DJs to come out here to fucking work the club. Mm-hmm. And then I forget um, the week before I had I was in New York, and Cricket was DJing at um, I'm gonna say Flamingo, Pink Flamingo was that? Oh, Pink Elephant. Pink Elephant, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he was killing it, and I was just like, yo, he will kill it in Vegas. So we, the next that next week or that um that week in Vegas we had a meeting. It was like, yo, so what DJs y'all think should come out here? And I was like, yo, I know this guy in New York named Crooked. He's fucking dope. And it was like, at the time it was like my world was like I was like I was like kind of the man in like groups. It was like, yeah, all right, bet. we're gonna check him out. Yeah. So you did me like they did a tryout. So then I, I flew out there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they I were they, they were <laughs> bugging out because I think. The first night I did... It was a Sunday. It was a Sunday. It was like their biggest night. Mm-hmm. And I was playing a lot of 80s. You was playing like... I'm, one song in particular, it was like um, Madonna, Isla Bonita. And it was like, yo, what the fuck is he doing? Was it working? It was I'm like saying. the first song I played, yeah, right? It was just like... It, it was, was like, like a warm-up. Yeah. And then I started doing like Cindy Lauper mm-hmm. and like all of this 80s shit. And then everyone was singing like the shit. Yeah. And I think it, it was all right. It, it was different. It was like, yo, what is he doing? And when I was playing house, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. played like this different, I played like probably Bob Sinclair and all this house that yeah. like they don't usually play that was mm-hmm. popping in New York. Yeah. Like uh, Love Generation was just dropping. Mm-hmm. And then there was like a ton of house that motherfuckers wasn't maybe playing. I don't know, mm-hmm. like Paul nah. Johnson, down, down to down. I mean, it, down. I mean, not really, but yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like certain. So then I was just playing that shit and I think it was like 
it was it was like the beginning of just like uh, moving in towards a little bit more house when we started yeah. playing like more David Guetta. It was like we, coming we was, into we was kind of getting out of the rock, the rock shit, and into a little bit more house. And it was going into like Bob Sinclair and David yeah. Guetta mm-hmm. and shit like that. Like, yeah. and then so then yeah, so then I think they they offered me. They said if you want to move out, right? Yeah. So I I took I took the contract and I moved out here, mm-hmm. and that's and how that we was, and up. that was like the um, what year was that? It was after Thanksgiving. Cause it was the end of 2005, so when I moved out here, it was like Christmas. It was like December. Oh, actually, no. You tried out after Thanksgiving, because that's the time when um, I oh yeah, that's I right. got in trouble at light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a Thanksgiving. I had like a Thanksgiving dinner at my house, and I had to DJ at light that night. So um, after the dinner, it was like a bunch of us went to light, and we was drinking all day, and I was. I was drinking all day, and I started drinking more at night, and I got kind of fucked up. Kind of? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you were white girl wasted. Yo, put it, put it this way. When I had my tryout, I went to the bar to get a drink, and the manager, Frank Massey, yeah. he's like, well, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, yeah, I'm getting a drink. You know, like, uh, He's like, who are you? I'm like, I'm the DJ. And the bartender came with the drink, and Frank Massey pushed the drink away from me, and he's like, DJs don't fucking drink. And I was like, what? Thanks, never. And I, <laughs> and I was like, he's like, DJs aren't allowed to fucking drink. He's like, no fucking drinks for you or something. And I was like, God damn. I was like, and I went to Never. I said, yo, what the fuck happened? He's like, yo, man, I kind of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they were just, and then he just proceeded to tell me that you fucking that night, fell asleep that night, while he was yeah, DJing. I fell asleep while I was DJing. <laughs> and then fuck. I, yeah, I f- <laughs> Never. Nobody could understand what I was saying. I was like mumbling this and that, and it was just like all I remember was I kind of like sobered up, and I'm just like, "Yo, what happened?" I feel like somebody put something in my drink, though. No, no, no. I was just <laughs> no. It so, was it was called. All so it was so funny at the end of the night. All the um, like the staff, the um, no the security, they was just looking at me, and I was just like, oh, "Was this still all vinyl?" Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. It's Serato. It was Serato. It was okay. Serato. This is what I heard, man. You got so fucked up, you fell asleep, and it was still a packed. It was the the club was packed, and he fell asleep. He woke up. He thought it was the end of the night. He shut off his computer, unplugged everything, and went home. And yeah. then what? Who the fuck got on? Nobody. Oh, Nobody. Oh shit! <laughs> That's what happened. That's some rock star shit, though. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no fucks given by Yo. now. Can you imagine that shit? Uh, and what'd you get like suspended or no fire no no but they 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 made a new rule that no djs can drink now and then and that night when you tried out i I actually i went downstairs to the bar and got a drink for you it came back up no i said can i can we drink at the casino bar and then we were like yeah and then we we just did some shots at the casino bar and this was a jet no, no, this is that light. light. Oh, had right. He had to try that light, yeah. And then Okay. He yeah, didn't open up that's the, right, okay, yeah. got it. But he yo, when I moved out here, yo, him and yo, Devin Eddie were, yeah. were fucking animals, bro. I know, I mean you told us before. They were yeah. animal like I think I was I was definitely shocked. I was like, yo, these motherfuckers. <laughs> like it was nonstop, you told me. Yeah, but you guys were kind of like you guys were so like you guys were so kind of reckless. A little bit, like you, like Light Group at that time had like had enough, a little <laughs> bit because they they started like putting up all these rules and shit. Yeah, like yo, no dr- DJs can't drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys can't do this. You guys can't do that. And you guys are just like kind of like 
literally like the fucking bad news bears just like causing <laughs> troubles and shit. I remember that shit. Jeez. It was really bad. It was. But then it like it all changed after a while. But it eventually like, yeah. it had to, yeah. Well, yeah, it was yeah. bad at that time, man. Fucking man. I know. <laughs> he was on some rock star shit though. No, yeah, I mean causing your laptop time giving a fuck about the crowd. I just remember like everywhere we went, it was just like Never, Eddie, hey, like, best seat, best seat in the restaurant. Like, yo, you don't have to wait. Everything was like, <laughs> VIP. Yo, just come, yeah, VIP. Like, yeah, you, just come in, just come in. And I was just like, damn, these motherfuckers run the city. <laughs> yeah. These motherfuckers yeah. run shit. <laughs> yeah. At that time, remember, they gave you business, they gave us business cards. Mm-hmm. That was the most pimp shit. So I had a business card that said Jet Nightclub and Light. And it said DJ Crooked, Richard Song. Oh, yeah. Remember this? I forgot about that, but yeah. I could go in, I could go anywhere in the city and show them that card, and they would treat me like a fucking Be king. good money. Damn. It was the most pimp shit. I could go to like a club, and they'd be like, what's up? And I'd be like, yo, what's up, man? I DJ at Jet. They'd look at my business card. They'd be like, yo, please come in, man. Yo, here's some drink tickets. Damn. It was like the most, it was like yeah, the was best pimp, shit. That was a move. That was like. Do you those, still have your cards? I think I might have some. I think I, I still have mine. They don't work anymore. Those though. are fucking. <laughs> <things. laughs> but that was a beautiful era. It was. That man. was fucking dope, man. Yeah. You could go anywhere. You could go to any restaurant. You could go so anywhere. You were, you were, you were, if you were with a shorty, pull up and just pull the car down? I could go to a restaurant that was booked. Like like totally booked. Like a, uh, where, where did it go? Sushi Roku? Roku? You used to go to Sushi Roku. I was so annoyed. I'd be like, yo, what's up, man? I'm a, a DJ for uh, Light Group. Here's my card. They'd be like, Yo, we're a little full right now. Let me see if I can get you a table. They would just try to get me a table. Oh, like, we can't get you a table. We're going to set you up really yeah. nice at the bar. They give you, like, free appetizers. They just take care of you. Because it was like, yeah. at that time, you took care of industry motherfuckers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, reciprocated. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's crazy. It was a, it was a different. It was, it was like, a different era, man. I mean, yeah. I, I hear, like, motherfuckers talk about, like, the mobster Vegas era. Mm-hmm. Where, like, they took, a, t- took care of motherfuckers. <laughs> That was maybe the closest shit to like mobster <laughs> Vegas yeah, for me mm-hmm. because that card was so important. Remember? Yeah, it was Hell like yeah, gold, man. bro. Yeah, I, I'll never forget that, man. That was the <laughs> shit. And then all of a sudden, the card just stopped working. Right? <laughs> <I> know, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what do you mean, uh, yo, Jet, Jet? No, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not running. It just stopped right. working, right? Or like it, people, it, motherfuckers didn't, it didn't have the same. Shit. Didn't have the same. You know when value. it stopped working? I think X when X when uh, XS opened. No, I'm gonna say when um, oh man, what's the club at the um Caesars? Oh, not Pure. I think so. When Pure, no, Pure. It was still good at Pure, except the yeah. dudes that the, the yeah. dudes who did the door at Pure were they were just <laughs> they were tough. Yeah, you had to wear dress shoes every time. Yeah. If you had dress shoes, they have they would have shoes on the side for you, yeah. available for you to, to rock. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. that's I mean, and then you came into Vegas and we we hung out, mm-hmm. and then I told him like, "Yo, let's open a." I remember I said, "Let's open a let's store." Open, yeah, in two thousand seven. Because at the time, I mean, we were spending our money. We was like going to Rhino, like <laughs> four five times a week. <laughs> was it that much? Maybe like four times a week. That's a lot. We weren't there that much. Were we was we? going there. Well, we was going there a lot, man. <laughs> Never remember. So you don't remember, Kirk? <laughs> I know. I remember. And we was like cool <laughs> with the whole staff, man. All the dancers. Like. It, was were, it was a different era back then because they were more chill. Yeah, they were like more like homegirls. Like you yeah. just like. But was Rhino still in the same location? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it was more chill though. Like you could like hang out and you just talk shit mm-hmm. and just crack jokes. Mm-hmm. 
and then like remember we bring like Riz there, like everyone that yeah. came into the town, every, we bring yeah, them. Every there. guest DJ coming to town, we would go. There they hit us out. up. We hang out at Rhino after the gigs, mm-hmm. and we'd like talk for like four hours, bro. Yeah. We'd be there just talking shit for four hours. Mm-hmm. Sun was up by the time y'all left. I don't even oh. think we ate anything there. We nah, barely mm, ate shit. No, nah. it was just like yeah, we'd be drinking and talking and, mm-hmm. and talking shit, yeah. and then we'd be walking out at eight a.m. in the morning, yo. So and we were spending a lot of money at the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, when Quinn came up, he was like, "Yo, you want to open a shop?" And I was like, "I have money. Fuck it, I'm down. Let's do it." I know. <laughs> Biggest mistake I ever thought of. <laughs> <laughs> but then when we open a shop, and what happens with you? Oh yeah, I got. I mean, we can say that long for story, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's when I, I got in trouble with the likely. <laughs> This seems like a reoccurring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God damn it! It's not that I even got in trouble with the light group. Something happened with with, with at the light group. Then it wasn't even my fault. It was a total misunderstanding. Uh, two managers were like using me as a pawn, yeah. and then ultimately, you have to show another stick. I mean, yo, like I was, I was, also, I was probably feeling myself at the time, and I was probably like leveraging the situation because I thought. At the time, AM was getting like it was just. Remember, AM was just getting like I don't know an insane amount, insane of, money. amount of money. Ten thousand yeah. a night, yeah. twelve thousand. Mm-hmm. Was this before the million dollar contract? No, I think it's right when the uh, million right dollar around the same right around twenty time. k a, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a gig. Twenty k a gig. So I was like, yo, I was pushing for more money, and I think they were just kind of like <laughs> you're not AM. <laughs> no, I think they were like, yo, like I said, that wasn't even why I didn't. Uh, why I left the light group I said look I'll, I'll re-sign a contract look something dirty happened I said yo I need a new contract because you guys already like you guys uh, also at the time didn't you bring in like a Zach to negotiate yeah. your contract yeah that's how you I tried up. to bring I was working with this, <laughs> I was working with this dude Zach Gitman yeah and because it was the first time I, I need I wanted a manager there mm-hmm. because I felt like I needed a manager because they suspended me for no reason remember yeah they suspended me one time and they, they forced me to get my ear checked. What? But that was before. That's when you first came out, though. Nah, they suspended me for a week, but I was paid. So it was, I was paid for the week and they said, you can't come back till you bring back uh, a thing that checks your ears because the monitors are too loud. And to this day, monitors is still loud when you yeah. DJ, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are mad loud. But that, that was the time. But I was at the, the, at the time, that was like so crazy to me coming from New York, like them being like, yo, you're... Like the owner thinks you, owner, you said you play the monitors too loud. So like you're suspended and now you go get your ears checked. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on here? And it was just like, they were just kind of like, just like throwing you around like, yo, you, you got to start dressing different. Yeah. So it's like, it was all the shit. So I wanted to bring in a manager mm-hmm. just for protection. Cause I didn't know how to talk to like these corporate yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah. But I remember when I brought Zach Gitman, into the meeting with uh, was Andy, Andy Massey? Massey, and he was, and I was like, "Yo, he's like, who the fuck is this?" And I was like, "Yo, this is Zach, my manager." He's like, "I don't give a fuck. I'm not talking to him." <laughs> I was just like, uh, and Zach was like, uh, "He's like crooked. I'm not gonna fucking talk to him. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't even want to fucking talk to you. Both of you guys can get the fuck out of my office." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. Because at the time, it was like crazy for a DJ to have a manager. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And then I just literally, and then it was just downhill from there, I think. Jeez. And then, like, we had just opened new. So it was just like, the, the big thing was like, oh, yeah, we, we DJ and like group. We want to bring all these people in. 
Then this motherfucker like fucks yeah. it all up. <laughs> fucks it all up. I'm like, Damn, man. No, the, the main thing I wanted in my contract was like, look, because at the time Tao wanted me. Because Omar Galliano was like, look, we want you. Because Vice went over to Pure. Pure, yeah. So they, they, had, they didn't have a Saturday dude. Mm-hmm. So like, we want you to be the new Saturday at Tao. So I was like, yo, Light Group is kind of fucking with me right now. I just need them to take out the clause, the non-compete clause in the contract. So mm-hmm. I said, I'll re-sign a contract with you. But you need to take out that one-year non-compete clause. Mm-hmm. I need this much money. They said, we'll give you that much money. But we're not taking that shit out the contract. And I said, and I that's when I had to take a stand. Like, I, I'm either going to sign the contract, get paid, but I'm going to be like their lackey. And I was like, yo, I won't sign the contract. And I couldn't work in Vegas for like a year. <laughs> free crooked, guys. No. And that's when, yeah, I started making T-shirts with like free crooked and shit. <laughs> Can we bring those back? Reprints for the road. That's a, that's a whole nother story. I know. Yeah, yeah we yeah, gotta yeah. save that yeah. for the details of some yeah. other shit. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's basically you come up to Vegas, right? Yeah, and no then and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're celebrating your birthday next week. Yeah, September 11th. That light. How long you been in Vegas now? Sixteen years. Sixteen years. God, damn. you're not sick of the this whole shit game change. Just that. You're not sick of the spot yet. Nah, not really. Same shit. He's like, the weather's nice. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, like, all right. So we're gonna celebrate uh, next Wednesday, nine eleven mm-hmm. yeah. at light. Yeah, yeah. We all gonna be DJing me, you. Yes. Um, it's gonna be a, a, the lime green party. Yeah. Yes. The neon party, neon bro. Party, yeah. Yeah. I probably saw the commercial by now. <laughs> oh no, no, I know, no. I know. Then I see Tomorrow you. <laughs> you'll yeah, see yeah. a good commercial <laughs> that we. It's gonna be cr- a neon thing because I fucking hate neon. Mm-hmm. Cricket's been working on this commercial really hard, guys, and it's hey, dope. Pause. So anyway, guys, quick recap. So next week. On Monday, September 9th, we're having the 100 episode live stream on Mickey D's. On the Mickey D show, yeah. djcity.com. It'll be on Facebook. It'll be on the Facebook page, though. Facebook. And YouTube. And YouTube. So make sure you have your logins in. It'll be 7 p.m. 10 Eastern. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 7 p.m. West Coast time. And then we're having your birthday uh, party, birthday. Neva's birthday party in Vegas mm-hmm. at light. And yeah. it'll be the neon theme. Yeah, and we all DJing that night. Yeah, Everybody. it'll be the World Podcast DJing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. September 11th, Wednesday. Yes, sir. And, and also, Too Short will be performing yeah, that night. That's right. Too yeah. Short is performing. So, the where legend. are your lime green? And then you can catch this video on youtube.com slash world podcast every Friday. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Leave a comment. And yeah. And then, uh, yeah, shout out to DJ City. Yeah. We out. And Don Julio, boy. Yes. yes. Peace. Peace.